is Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily with Andrew Hustler-Patterson and Michael Remus. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to a game day edition of Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Lots going on today. Jets and Preds tonight downtown at Canada Life Center. Hockey helps the homeless event tonight. I'm looking forward to taking part in that with some NHL veterans a little bit later on. And we've got lots to get to on today's show. Uh, Brandon Rewicki is going to join us in just in a moment. Michael Remus will pop in and we will get to tonight's matchup, including the possible debut of the newest member of the Winnipeg Jets, fresh off the waiver wire. Rewicki, as I mentioned, is going to join us. We'll get to the latest on the Winnipeg Jets. Couple losses at home, trying to salvage its homestand tonight. And a look ahead to back-to-backs on the weekend out on the West Coast in Vancouver and Seattle. We'll also... Check in on the Manitoba Moose. Moose have a big, big weekend coming up, including the very popular teddy bear toss game. Um, Daniel Fink popping on the program a little later on. And hoops, pro hoops, Winnipeg style. The Winnipeg Sea Bears are the newest member of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. And CEBL Commissioner Mike Morreale is going to jump on the program and tell us a little bit more about the new league that Winnipeg will be a part of beginning this summer. Um, Just as we get into the program, great to have you all with us. Make sure, if you haven't already, hit that red subscribe button. And for you podcast listeners, I've been trying to mention this off the top of the show throughout this week. uh, The Marbles Tournament of Champions is live today, just after 2.45 p.m. If you're normally an audio listener... Set yourself a little reminder, and if you can possibly get away from whatever you're doing around quarter to three, jump in on the live YouTube screen, get in on the mix, and get a marble to try to qualify for our championship race on December 30th, where we will be giving away a pair of 2023 bomber season tickets, courtesy of our friends at Consolidated Supply. Speaking of giveaways today, we will also be doing our one and only Beat the box office giveaway for AEW. We'll do that a little earlier today before the marble race, probably after Brandon or Wiki. So make sure to be with us. And if you've got any big wrestling fans or are hoping to somehow win a pair of tickets, send them a text. Let them know this is the place to be today on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Of course, Consolidated Supply helping us out make the Marbles Tournament of Champions happen. We also have to have to give a big thanks to Cool Bet Canada, Princess Auto, not Auto Corp. Royal Sports, F Apparel, Vita Health, Fresh Market, Wallace & Wallace, Manitoba Battery, Culligan Water, Canadian Club, Boston Pizza, the Nick & Nicky DQ Group, and our favorite local beer, Little Brown Jug, for their support of Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. All right, AEW tickets a little later on. Another marble race to qualify for the big one on December 30th and a big game tonight as the Jets try and break a two-game losing streak. Michael Remus, what is going on? Hey, I'm just reading the chat. Shout out to Kevin Kowalik. He says, uh, here, Mike Morreale, I think, the Ticats receiver from the 2000s. Like, same guy. He's now the commissioner <laughs> of the CEBL. Uh, transition from one Canadian game to another. But I'm feeling good. A lot of NHL games tonight, including the Jets, looking to get back on track against Nashville. And I see Rob Somerville pointing out in chat, it is a 4 Point game tonight, big divisional rival, and Hus got to avoid a three-game losing streak here. Can't can't have it. Can't happen. So I uh, very intrigued here. No, Rick Bonus has said all season long. That's what the good teams do. They bounce back. They avoid extended losing streaks, and that's certainly what the Winnipeg Jets are going to be looking to do. I mean, I, I kind of laid this out yesterday. 
but this is a huge game for the Jets. I mean, not only to prevent many of you in the chat room from completely freaking out and uh, going to the nearest bridge for a three-game losing streak, but also when you consider what's ahead for the Jets. And, you know, I love the no-excuses approach of Rick Bonus and the way the entire team has operated this year. Um, but it's hard to ignore just how uh, much of a, uh, a stressful schedule this is. I mean, just with the amount of hockey this team's playing. I haven't had two days off in a while. They'll be going again tonight, then heading out for back-to-back games on the weekend against the Vancouver Canucks, who've been playing much better as of late after that horrible start. And the Seattle Kraken have been one of the great stories of the season so far this year. Then you come back for a game against the Ottawa Senators and then travel again out to the East Coast for back-to-back games against the number one team in the league, the Boston Bruins, and the Washington Capitals, who just had their way with you on Sunday night here. So, um, you know, not only is it a divisional game, Reem, but I think it's really important for the Jets to take advantage of uh, one more home game where they have been up until this homestand very good this season um, to get up to 19 wins, to give themselves a little bit more of a cushion against a team like Nashville who will be chasing them and everyone else trying to get into a playoff position and to take advantage of a Nashville team that hasn't been very good so far this season and comes in having uh, lost consecutive games this week. Yeah, not only do they lose consecutive games, they got absolutely pasted here. Uh, by the Edmonton Oilers the other day. So you know that they're going to want to bounce back here um, with a good performance. And Nashville, to me, intriguing team. I think they had a lot of career years last year. I've said that before. Uh, it was was Duchesne. Uh, Roman Yossi had a huge, you may call it an outlier year. And, um, you know, they, as you said, they're on a bit of a losing skid here. On Tuesday, lost 6-3 to Edmonton. Uh, one nothing overtime loss to St. Louis the night before on Monday. They lost, oh my God, they lost to Edmonton, or sorry, lost to Ottawa Saturday, 3-2. Lost to Tampa on Thursday. They haven't had a win in like two weeks here. They're thirsty for a win. Meanwhile, the Jets also thirsty for a win after losing uh, two in a row. So I'm curious what we're going to see from Nashville. You know it's a big, you know, always a big divisional uh, test here with these two teams. So big four points on the line. Nashville wants to get back in, and the Jets want to, Get back on track. Yeah, four in a row right now um, in the loss column for the Nashville Predators. And um, they're basically just at NHL 500 right now at 19, or sorry, at 12 and 12 uh, with some OT and shootout losses. Um, And, you know, listen, Roman Yossi, I thought he actually should have won the Norris last year. Maybe it's because I may have had a prop wager on him. But, um, I mean, really, it was him and Kale McCarr. And he clearly, like, he led the team by, I don't know, 20 or 25 points last year in scoring. This year, though, um, it's been a little quieter for Yossi. I mean, listen, still, if you got a defenseman, you know, with 23 points in 27 games, you're probably quite happy for it. But there's so much on Yossi's shoulders as the leader and the captain of this club. Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Michael Granlin, Brian Johansson. I mean, these are all good NHL players, but they really only have the one star out front, and that's Roman Yossi. And really, Remo, over the last couple seasons, the guy that has been the star outside of the forward and defense core has been UC Saros, who still comes in with a pretty good nine, 2.93 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. But that's a big drop down from uh, the Saros that has been really a star over the course, of course, of the last couple seasons, 918 last year, 927 the year before. 
Then 914, 915, 925, 923. I mean, 908 is a bit of a drop-off for Saros considering the very high standard he's put up and uh, all of his previous NHL seasons. Okay, how about these numbers for UC Saros, Huss? At home, the guy's been lights out. 7-4-2, a 9-2-7 save percentage, 2-3-6 goals against. On the road, Huss, seven games, 2-4-1, 8.65 save percentage, 4.13 goals against. Obviously, very small sample size, but it shows you how, you know, at home, a guy's been like Vesna caliber on the road, not even starter worthy. And we know how good the Jets are at home. Well, they have lost um, the last two. Uh, I think, you know, good spot here. And we'll see which, if it's the home Soros or the road Soros. Now, he, you know, they did play well with the one nothing loss to St. Louis the other day. But, uh, hey, you're just talking about Saros. I figured I, I would throw that out there. Uh, yes, indeed. And we'll talk more about the Preds with Rewiki coming up a little later on. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Rick Bonus in just a second. Uh, the, the other, and I know there'll be some really excited people in the building tonight, though, uh, because Winnipeg's Cody Glass um, playing right now in a top six role for the Predators. Um, looking at the uh, Daily Festival, it has him centering Yakov Trenin and Nino Niederreiter which is interesting because Ryan Johansson, one of their big money guys playing right now in a third line role, or obviously that is always subject to change. Um, but glass so far, you know, just two goals and two assists on the season in 17 games. Um, he was part of that weird three-way trade involving Philly and Vegas, uh, where they ended up getting Nolan Patrick, trading him for Cody glass. Uh, but the first ever pick of the golden Knights, sixth overall in 2017, has had a tough time really becoming a regular everyday NHLer. He's got a great opportunity in Nashville right now, especially where he seems to be slotting into the lineup coming into tonight. Yeah, Cody. I mean, there were high expectations for him uh, when he was drafted. He was part of that trade. I mean, as far as points for Cody Glass, hasn't been amazing. Four points in seventeen games, but I mean, we great year up. last year in the American League with Milwaukee and I mean we saw he was basically just about a point a game 62 and 66 but to, to your point it just hasn't quite clicked um the way often is expected of a guy that's picked in the top 10 yeah and yep as you said playing Nita Ryan and training the top line is the one to watch for Nashville Forsberg uh, has been a mainstay there with Mikhail Granlin and Matt Duchesne who kind of thought was done a couple years ago, and it had a good season last year. This year, 21 points, 27 games. Forsberg, 24 in 27. So that's the top line or the guys driving the offense uh, Offense here. Now, uh, we're, we, we're going to get a little update on uh, the newest Winnipeg Jet, Carson Kuhlman, in a minute. Um, but Remo, and let's put this out to the chat before people can run out uh, and uh, look it up. Number 20 is going to be the number of the newest Winnipeg Jet, Carson Kuhlman. Who are the other Winnipeg Jets to wear number 20? Um, The first guy and the only guy that really came to mind right off the bat to me was Mittens, anti-Mietnin. And maybe that's because we had so much fun with Rick Ralph calling him Mittens on a daily basis on the show. Uh, But three other Jets, Reem, have worn number 20 in the 2.0 era. Yeah, I had to look that up, so I don't want to ruin it for anyone in chat. But uh, anti-Mietten, I should have probably known this, but yeah, Carson Kuhlman uh, called up, or sorry, picked up off waivers, and a lot of topic topics about him. He was on the ice. I can go over the lines today, Huss. 
Perfetti, Shafley, Wheeler, Connor, Dubois, Isimont, uh, AJF, Lowry, Kuhlman, uh, Gustafson, Stanlin, Gagne. Uh, then you have Morrissey, DeMello, Dylan Pionk, Sandberg, Schmidt, Hellebuck, and the starters net. Uh, no Morgan Barron, no Jansen Harkins, no Capo Bianco uh, on the ice here. And, you know, Rick Bonus saying, hey, game time decision. We'll have to wait and see, you know, what happens. Uh, you know, we heard guys taking IVs after the game, got maintenance days. Uh, we're not exactly sure what the lineup is going to be. So uh, Scott Billick, you know, in his lines, putting them out online, has, he says, uh, take the third line with a grain of salt, what I, what I just said there with AJF, Lowry, and Kuhlman. Uh, looking at chat right now, first of all, thank you to Winnipeg's Broken Zamboni. I said Jets 2.0. Yes, we know Willie Wint Lindstrom were 20. Um, someone said Scott McBain. It was Andrew McBain. Other famous 1.0 Jets wearing 20. Ty Domi. I believe Mike Hartman. Um, who, who had least Stepniak? Because Stepniak was one of them. There's waiters. Nicely done waiters. Yeah. Someone said Cody Eakin, too. Uh, someone had Cody Eakin. Uh, okay. Cody Eakin was one of them. And there is one other. And it's actually a uh, it's actually a, a, a recent Winnipeg oh, Jet. I know. I remember who it is now. Anyone? Anyone? Jet legend Riley Nash. Another... Yes. Former number 20 right now. But, um, yeah, Carson Kuhlman sounds like he's going to be uh, um, getting a chance to show what he can do with his new club after being picked up off waivers. And, Remo, why don't we start the update there with the uh, with a little update on the newest member of the club, Carson Kuhlman, who, we, as we just mentioned, will join a long list of illustrious Jets to wear number 20 for the 2.0 club. Here's the update on, the, on Kuhlman. Carson Kuhlman, is he in tonight? Is he going to play? We're, we won't know our lineup till tonight. We've got a couple of game time decisions. So um, if you don't see him tonight, you'll certainly see him on the weekend. And a lot of good reports on his skating, his compete. He's a good penalty killer, and we picked him up to play him. So, yes, you will see him if you don't see him tonight. And he, he traveled the last couple of days like he hasn't been on the ice. So to throw him in there right away without... You know, being around the team would be tough on him as well. So uh, we'll make that call tonight, and but you will see him. He's he's here to play. Still the illness, I guess, kind of working its yeah, way through the room. We got some maintenance things we got to deal with. Okay, like every other team in the league. Um, you kind of give a bit of a scouting tour on Carson. It sounds like he's a strong forechecker as well. Something that great skater. Be very competitive guy for not the biggest guy, and he does a real good job killing penalties. So, yeah. You guys like Minnesotans quite a bit. Is this a, just another one to the <laughs> I list? Or? I, I said, give me his phone number, please. I see a 218 number right away. And I, <laughs> I know where that is. <laughs> uh, a few laughs at the end of uh, bonus talking about Carson Kuhlman. But yes, uh, he knows those 218 numbers very, very well. Hey, just before we get back to Bones, we have some major thanks to give out. Shout out to Dodgeball on Twitch, who just gifted 20 Winnipeg Sports Talk memberships. And Remo, that's the second gift of memberships we've had in the last few hours as well. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty awesome. Uh, thank you, Dodgeball on Twitch, uh, for you know giving what 20 before the show and 20 now. We did. And it was it Mitch Jansen. Yeah, we did open. Uh, some more emote slots. If anyone's got some emote uh, things, and a, n- a lot more people are going to have the green microphone uh, beside their name, or sorry, green 
Green name with a microphone. So, do, do we know how the gift the gifts are going out now? Obviously, it's I just, mean, thanks first and foremost to everyone that has been with us and has been a member of the chat. It's uh, two dollars, uh, but it all adds up and it all helps us uh, put the show on each and every day. But man, dodgeball on Twitch! I I've actually watched dodgeball on Twitch. To be honest with you. We've got a big dodgeball scene here in Winnipeg. I know Dustin Pernitsky, mm-hmm. who I know from Twitter and from uh, his former time bartending at BP, while we did shows there, <clears throat> is a big uh, volley- uh, dodgeballer. And, of course, Winnipeg Sports Talk, one of the queens of the chat, Taylor, a world champion of dodgeball, having won the world championships representing Canada in Edmonton a few months ago. So there is uh, we may have to do a dodgeball segment at some point on this program um, but Mitch, dodgeball on Twitch, thank you very much for that. That is uh, that is awesome. And I guess are they just randomly giving out Reem? Yeah, they're randomly giving out. So <laughs> people put in. I got added a new emote of a bone for bone. So there's a bone in there. Oh, nice. There's the hair for Ruwiki. You can put that. The mute button. Uh, the Logan Stanley with his arms up. There's uh, me throwing Oleg over the top rope. There's you <laughs> doing the wave. <laughs> uh, the water bottle for Ken, saw for hacksaw, hammer for hammer. So there's some, there's some good ones in there. So appreciate all, all the gifted uh, membership. That's awesome. good stuff. So yeah. So <clears throat> new members that got gifted, maybe a pay it forward, just a suggestion. Uh, but definitely tell someone about Winnipeg Sports Talk. It is the hottest gift of the holiday season, and the most economical one because it's absolutely free. Tell your friends how to join us daily here on YouTube and, of course, wherever you get your favorite podcasts on Winnipeg Sports Talk. All right, let's get back to uh, Bones. Um, we got the update on Carson Kuhlman. Uh, before we get to tonight's game, let's uh, get a quick update on Nikolai Ehlers, who was the talk of the town yesterday as he was out on the ice at Canada Life Centre giving it a go, a go with the blades on. Uh, from what he tells me, he felt fine. But that, that's a long process now, just to get out there and skate by yourself. And he, it, it, it'll take some time just to feel comfortable out there, skating again, pushing in the in the angles, in the cutting and that. So I'd say he's on schedule, but, you know, a timeline, who, I can't give you a time. It's, it's still a couple of weeks away, clearly, at least. Yeah, that's about as vague uh, as vague as you get. Um, it felt good, and that's positive. I mean, at least there wasn't a, a setback like what had happened earlier on. Uh, but on schedule, without a schedule, is <laughs> sort of the way I take it, Reem. And um, listen, it's going to be well into 2023 before I think that we're really um, seriously talking about a return of Nikolai Ehlers. But I'll tell you what, it can't come soon enough just from an entertainment standpoint. Um, you know, he's so much fun to watch and such a popular player here. The sooner he gets back, the better. Yeah, Mike McIntyre was suggesting it would be a six-week timeline, and we're in, three, you know, he's been three weeks since the surgery, so it was cool to see him on the ice. I love to see him, you know, in a game situation, but we'll just have to count down, and, you know, it's December 15. Maybe he makes it for February one or something so he's on yeah. track I, I would take that i would take that right now if you told me that ehlers could get yeah. back to to 100 percent and is ready to play by the first of february i will take that and listen i know the team's lost a couple uh, games in a row uh but the fact that they are where they are in the standings right now i think has given them uh, afforded them a little bit more of a luxury not to mention other guys have stepped up in his place right now um and with the impending return of nikolai ehlers i think for Whoever's in that spot right now, it's Mikey Asimont, um, certainly will give him an opportunity to uh, continue to show that he belongs. Let's get a little bit more bones here on tonight's game. Um, obviously, we talked about right off the bat, 
two straight losses at home. You don't want to be losing three in a row. Uh, Rick Bonus talked about the challenge that the Predators bring to town and the goal of avoiding three straight home losses. Well, you know, for the most part, uh, we, we, we played well against that was a hell of a hockey game like I said did we have some missed assignments yes so um, we, we have to clean that up I, and I think one of the things we keep talking about with our players is when you don't practice details start to slip and when they slip against a really good team you're going to pay the price so we we had some we had some missed assignments and uh, it wasn't a matter of being over aggressive or sitting back it was just making the wrong read at the wrong time uh, it was as simple as that um, so we, we didn't like that as I mentioned I certainly didn't like that last goal at the end of the, the uh, first period the second goal but you know they're a good team they're going to they're going to score some goals they're going to create some chances but we, we created we created enough as well so it came down to that um, especially teams in the third period uh, they scored two. We got one, but our our second power play was was fantastic. The way they were moving the puck around, and you give the kid in the nets a lot of credit for that. So it's one of those games. Uh, I'm very confident that we'll go out there and play another strong game tonight. All right, Rick Bonus, um, uh, optimistic about a bounce back for his club, and I sort of echo what he said. I mean, we were all watching the game. I was at the game. I mean, it was a real back and forth tilt, uh, and he gave credit to the goalie in the other end that came up huge when the Jets were all over Vegas in the third period on that second power play that they just couldn't convert, and unfortunately Vegas did. Uh, the guy to watch, though, for me tonight is Connor Hellebuck-Ream. I, you know, we didn't spend too much time on it, but it's hard not to mention a bit of an off game for Hellebuck considering the incredible standard that he's set with the Winnipeg Jets. Um, he'll be back tonight, and I imagine he will be incredibly focused and locked in to try to move on from Tuesday. I agree with you, Hus. Um, you know, I... My confidence in him hasn't wavered. You know he's still a top goalie in the league, but uh, let's see, leading up to the Washington game, he led in what, two goals, three consecutive games, then Washington led in four, and then five against Vegas. So Connor Hellebuck is, in fact, human. I was beginning mm -hmm. to think maybe he wasn't, and, you know, he's allowing two goal games, but uh, look, illness, I mean, even before, sorry, even before he had the shutout and they had a two-goal game against Chicago. So he was on an incredible run here, and. You know, he, he kind of did this before where, but he had the six-goal game against Minnesota, four-goal game against Dallas, and then ripped off like a really nice stretch there where it was under two of an average. Now he had two poor games. Maybe he's on a start of another streak here against Nashville. The Jets are favored again. I did look at the cool bond. They were they were pretty solid favorite, and they were a big favorite the other day uh, as well. So, um well, what's interesting about that is they didn't open. I mean, they were like minus 120, but it got bet to about minus 140, I think, when people realized how many guys that Vegas had out of the lineup and Jack Eichel. Um, today, uh, at last look, I think the Jets were about minus 145 or so, um, and they should be. Uh, it was minus 154 now. I mean, they should be. They've been a much better team than Nashville has been all season long, and as much as many of us are focusing on two losses for the Jets to two good teams... Nashville's lost four in a row right now. So something's got to give. And as you mentioned, I think Connor Hellebuck gets back to looking more like the superhuman Helly than the uh, than the guy we saw on Tuesday night. And um, no one will want that more than number 37. One more clip from Bones. Um, he was asked if he is expecting a physical game tonight in the division with the visiting Predators. 
Well, yeah, we, we, we expect, they, they are a very heavy forward-checking team, okay? And they got big guys, and they're physical, and they don't, look, they don't get looked off. They're coming right through you. So, yeah, we've got to get back, and we've got to move that puck quickly and not hang on to it because you're going to, if you hang on it, you're going to pay the price. You're going to get bumped. Now, they also have some highly, highly skilled forwards that aren't going to come in and forward-check. They're going to try to make plays on the rush. So it's a, it's a, it's both, you have to prepare for both. That top line, they love carrying the puck in and finding second wave and you got Roman Yossi who I love watching play I hate coaching against but I love the guy watching the play he's worth the price of admission like he's just he leads the rush most defensemen are given that first pass he, he wants the second pass <laughs> he wants to go uh, so he, he's an elite player an elite skater um, so it, it's the top line you better be aware of but he, Roman drives the bus back there man he's, he's a special player all right, so there's Bones on Roman Yossi and what he expects tonight from the Nashville Predators. 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll get to more of it coming up with Rewiki in a little bit when he joins us here on uh, on the uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk. couple other things quickly from t- last night, Remo. Um, did you see Ryan Reeves' hit on Hronik? Oh, did I, how could I not? It was all over my uh, Twitter timeline. Uh, Matt, clean or not clean? clean? And I'll put that out to the chat as well. Here. Clean or or not clean. This is the referendum on hitting in hockey. Anytime there is a big hit, I say it was clean. Uh, it was a clean hit. I don't know what Phil Hronick is doing, going up the middle, like with the puck, like looking off to the side. Next thing you know, Reeves is, you know, like a freight train bearing down on him. Uh, you know, maybe he did get him in the head. I think that was part of that is the size difference, but it looked it looked pretty clean. Didn't get the elbows up, just kind of went, um, went right through the guy. So... I think it's uh, clean. I don't know about you. Where you stand on that one? Well, I mean, listen. In in the nature of the hit, I mean, I don't think it was predatory, or well, I mean, it was maybe borderline predatory because that is kind of what Reeves does. He absolutely blows guys up and makes them pay. But you're right. I mean, there is an onus on a player, to, especially in the middle of the ice, to keep their head up and uh, heads up. The one thing I'll say is that if you break it down really close, I think you can say that maybe the initial point of contact was the head. But again, it would have been a split second because it was such a full, complete body check that he got hit literally everywhere. Um, The one thing I'll say is that this was someone else. Like Brian Reeves, I'm not sure how much of the benefit of the doubt he gets considering his previous run-ins with NHL player safety, but um, I haven't heard anything yet about any sort of a hearing, and I think this probably has been deemed clean by the league. Yeah, I'm trying to find a gif um, to bring it up here. I did enjoy a comment. I think it was Darren McCarty who I actually enjoyed. He said, you know, in the 90s, this was 100% a clean hit, but today when the NHL talks about trying to reduce head injuries, um, maybe there was some, you know, head contact. Was it the principal point? I'm not so sure. I think, again, part of it is the big size difference here. Reeve, a massive individual. But uh, if you are trying to, if you are trying to, um, you know, eliminate head hits, maybe then it is not clean. But I'll go with, based on, you know, the precedent that they've set, I think it's a clean head. All right. Now, early on in the poll, clean, about 76, 77%. So uh, three to one say clean. I'll say one thing. You know, we never really talked about that Reeves trade. That happened while I was in Qatar. And I think basically going into one of the few days that I was off the air that day at a Canada game. Um, that's a 
big time addition for the Minnesota Wild. Not that Ryan Reeves is going to be playing on the top line or anything like that, but Minnesota, I don't know, Remo, we've seen some of these games within the division. They are a tough, heavy team to play against, and the addition of a guy like Reeves cranks that up a few notches. Um, whether it comes to playoff time or these games, tight games right down the stretch, hell, even the season's greetings game on the 27th against the Wild just after Christmas, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Ryan Reeves. I thought maybe we were done with him going out to the East, playing with the New York Rangers, but he's back, and he's not just back in the West. He's back in the Central Division against one of the Jets and playing for one of the Jets' top rivals. Yeah, here, I'll just play it uh, real quick here. Here's Ronek. He's looking yeah, off he's to the side, the going up the and middle, right. and here comes Reeves like a freight train. Oh, oh man, I mean... Guy got uh, pretty toasted. Here's the side view. Oh, he did get him like shoulder. So like his elbow and arm is sort of getting him in the head. Like I, I don't know. It, it's super, super yeah. close. Uh, but again, if the league is going to be erring on the side of caution and in the favor of player safety, then maybe they do do something about it. It's not like the guy is unfamiliar with NHL player safety. Yeah, and he said, you know, the, but like looking at at the play, Ronick. Like looks to the right and you know looks at Reeves, looks off, and then looks ahead, and next thing you know, he's getting run over. If if they want to eliminate hits to the head, they should have a rule that says, "Hey, if you get hit in the head, it's a penalty." But they don't have that, so I mean, I think you got to go that it's just a a clean, hard hit, and it's part of hockey. But I don't know something about getting a guy in the head like that, um, not ideal. But I don't think it was intentional to the head. Reeves is just so much bigger than than everyone. <laughs> I always comp- compare every hit to like the the buff hit on Stone, and someone already said it. Like that, I thought that was shoulder to chest at extremely, extremely high impact. I don't know if this was, if this one was enough shoulder to chest. That, um, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I think you know he could have been like if he had his arms down, then he probably doesn't get it in the head. So. Anyways, you can be I'm, the judge. I'm, Although yeah. clean, still winning the vote, seventy four percent. I thought his form was pretty clean. I, it's not like some of the jumping Truba ones where he throws his elbow out. But because he's so much bigger and Roanoke's like not paying attention, it does kind of get him. There is some uh, some head contact there, which you don't want to see. But it's not like, it wasn't like what blindside hit where a guy's not ready for it. Like, I don't know. He, he, there is some onus on, on the guy getting hit on there, I do think. Guy has the puck and he's looking around. <laughs> Looking around on the ice and not right in front of him. I don't want to blame like a guy for getting pasted, but you do have some. Per- I think there hey. is some res- personal responsibility. That's one of the first things they teach you when you're playing hockey: keep your head up um, and keep your head on a swivel, especially when a guy like Ryan Reeves is on the ice. Yeah, like again, I don't want to blame guys for getting pasted, but you do have to keep. And I do think near the boards too. I got to be careful with turning your back to guys because. Uh, Guy, you can't trust that they're not going to take your hit you in the back. You see it all the time. No doubt about it. Okay. Um, oh, I just realized. So Fink's coming on later. Yeah, he's two thirty. Uh, did I? Did okay. I not that, update the schedule. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I don't know why I thought that Fink was first and Mike Morreale was a little later on. So no worries about that. We will yeah, talk to uh, Daniel Fink and we'll get set up for the big weekend for the Manitoba Moose as well as they're finishing up the road trip a little later on. And Brandon Wiki's going to get to come up uh, with us in about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, before we do that, folks, uh, hey, it is the holiday season right now. 
There is the spirit of giving. We want to recognize the spirit of so many Manitobans that have been quietly going about contributing to our community through volunteerism, through charity work, through helping with the time and effort to be involved in minor sports through our Unsung Hero program with Josh Morrissey and Wallace and Wallace. Uh, we had Peter and Paulette, the incredible first winners announced last week. And we're going to continue this on for the next few months and have five or six unsung heroes by the time we get into the summer. What we need from you, podcast listeners, YouTube viewers, we need you to send us an email, unsunghero at winnipegsportstalk.com. Let us know about that person in your life that is making a difference, whether it be with neighbors in the community, elderly people that need it, selfless time, volunteering, whether it be at the community center or with local charities and doing it for all the right reasons, um, without any return. Well, we want to give him a bit of a return. We're going to reward one unsung hero each month with an autographed jersey from Jetstar defenseman Josh Morrissey. And in the spirit of the holidays, also make a donation to one of the charities that Josh works with very closely, the Dream Factory. So again, unsung hero at winnipegsportstalk.com. Let us know about that person in your life or in that community that's making a difference. Wallace and Wallace, We'll make a $500 donation to the Dream Factory in their name. And Josh and Margot Morrissey are going to match that as well. So every month, we'll be giving a jersey away to an unsung hero and making a $1,000 donation to the Dream Factory. If you go to winnipegsportstalk.com slash links or click in the description of this video, you can find out more on the great work that the Dream Factory does in Winnipeg and Manitoba. Uh, and, of course, Josh's involvement with that as well. So, unsung hero at winnipegsportstalk.com. Keep those nominations coming in. Um, and speaking of the holidays, are you ready for Christmas dinner? Have you got all your shopping done? Well, hey, Vita Health Fresh Market always has great prices on natural and organic supplements, beauty products, and groceries. And Winnipeg's largest assortment of local products. But with the holiday season here, why not give the gift of health? Vita Health has so many gift options for your loved ones. Essential oils, candles, artisan soaps, bath bombs, lotions, chocolates, you name it. And you can also stock up on some of your favorite holiday food items like stuffing, cranberry sauce, non-alcoholic wines and drinks, perfect for entertaining. And of course, you can pre-order your natural free-run turkey in store today. Vita Health Fresh Market, empowering people to lead healthy lives seven Winnipeg locations, including the newest store in Linden Ridge and online at myvita.ca. Now, batteries, well, we all need batteries. Car batteries, maybe not the sexiest gift at the holidays, but one that you might want to give yourself, at least to prevent yourself from dealing with having it conk out on you when things get cold. And it is apparently getting very cold in the next couple of weeks. So heads up on that. You know who's got you covered. Donnie and the great team down at Manitoba Battery at 1026 Logan Avenue. Not only do they have the largest selection and best prices on literally every sort of battery you could possibly need. But when it comes to your car battery, Donnie and the gang are going to save you time and money, giving you a great price on a battery and delivering it to you wherever you need it citywide. Same day, as long as you get the order in by 3 p.m., it's so simple. Just give them a phone call or go online to manitobabattery.ca. Let them know what you need, and they will get it to you without even leaving your house wherever you need it. Manitoba Battery, great sponsors of Winnipeg Sports Talk, and the spot with the best prices in town on all makes and models of batteries. 
1026 Logan Avenue and online at manitobabattery.com. And uh, hey, a huge shout out to the gang at Consolidated Supply. Of course, they are bringing you our Marbles Tournament of Champions coming up at 2.45 p.m. today live on YouTube. We'll open up registrations. We'll drop the marbles again. Had a thriller yesterday. We had some great races so far this week. And three marbles will qualify for the December 30th race where we'll be giving away a pair of 2023 Bomber season tickets courtesy of Consolidated Supply. Um, Consolidated Supply, as you can see on the screen, going to be closed from December 30th to the 26th to 30th. But right now, go see Spicy, Joe, the rest of the gang there for uh, everything they've got going, including an amazing selection of hot tubs. Wouldn't your winter be better, better with a hot tub? Yeah, you're damn right it would be. Uh, small engine parts, golf carts, irrigations, landscape planning, artificial turf, outdoor kitchens. CTE has it all. Consolidated Supply online, cte.ca as well, and open to the public at 1395 Niagara Road East. All right. Rewiki coming up with some more Jets talk. But right now, let's welcome in CEBL Commissioner Mike Morreale to let us know about the new pro basketball circuit coming to Winnipeg with the debut this summer of the Winnipeg Sea Bears. Mike, it's great to have you on the program. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me on. Well, a lot of excitement about the Hoops team that's uh, coming to town, the Winnipeg Sea Bears. But first of all, I mean, everyone knows your name from the, your Canadian Football League. How do you go from a dozen years in the CFL to being the hoops commissioner in Canada well I, I like to think I got lucky uh, a little bit I you know I I did have a long career and, and uh, was fortunate to continue my career kind of off the field with the Players Association uh, eventually becoming president of the Players Association did lots of uh, broadcast work etc worked a lot with the teams in the league so I had a very good well-rounded view of the CFL and of like you know I guess in hindsight domestic sport in Canada that was the only you know, domestic pro league up until, you know, five years ago. So all those learnings I really took into my job, but it was a chance meeting um, with our founder um, of the CBL who had a team in another rival league that just wasn't happy with it. He knew my background in sport and with the players association, we started befriending each other. And then we decided that it was time to build a better mousetrap. And that's really how the CBL was born. So, you know, I, I, I envisioned myself somewhere in a, in a football uh, front office role. Uh, I'm kind of fortunate. It, it's basketball. Basketball is the kind of the current and the future, and the trajectory of basketball is huge. And the ability to actually create and mold what the CBL has become is is the best part of my job. Well, okay, this is so cool. Before we get to the Sea Bears and what people in Winnipeg can expect, um, we've talked about the CBL before. I mean, I think we've all sort of enviously seen some of the franchises in other parts of Canada. Um, but before we talk about what's happening here in Winnipeg. Give us the backstory. You mentioned starting the league. I mean, we're going into the fifth season right now. What was the birth of the league? And fill people in on maybe how it's grown up to the point now Winnipeg's part of the uh, part of the loop. Yeah, I mean, Winnipeg was always on the docket, I guess. Always an area we wanted to get to. But at the same time, we want to make sure we had the proper local people in place. And we had a, a league structure that we felt confident expanding to, to bigger major markets. So, you know, the league was really built to to do a couple things. First of all, we play in the spring and summer, which is the downtime for international basketball, NBA basketball, G League, um, the NBA G League. So it really affords us the opportunity for the best players. And in our case, the idea was to bring back and showcase all of our top level Canadians that have had to pick up and go overseas to make their money 
uh, and play all over the world at a very high level, but never be able to play in their own backyard. Uh, so that was the goal number one. And goal two was to develop the next wave of um, professional athletes, Canadians, through the U Sports system, Canadian college system, et cetera. And, and before we did anything, uh, we went to Canadian basketball, Canada basketball, the national sport organization, and said, you know, we want to do this. We This is our game plan. We're going to play FIBA rules. We're going to be predominantly Canadian. We're going to bring all these players back. We're going to use your officials and and." and and play in the in the spring and summer, and really try to help build out, um, you know, the senior men's national team, etc., and build the next wave of stars. And they were all in, so that was great because there had never been a league endorsed or partnered with Canada Basketball. We are the official league. We have been since our inception. We continue to grow. We started as six teams back in 2019 when we tipped off, predominantly in in, in the Ontario, but we had a team in in Saskatchewan and, and a team in Edmonton. And a, you know a team in the Fraser Valley, um, the other three Ontario based, and and then you know COVID hits in 2020. We had a great successful 2019, and at our championship weekend, which is the blend of the Final Four meets uh, meets the um, the Grey Cup, it happened to be in in Saskatoon, and the home team won, and that was kind of a great first year and helped launch us. And then COVID came, and we didn't know what to do. I don't think anybody did. And we fought through two years of COVID when, when others shuttered or couldn't play, you know, the way they wanted to, we just dove right in. And I guess at that time, you know, it could have been easy to pack up and say, well, there goes another failed experiment. Uh, you know, there's no revenues, there's no fans in the stands, everything in the in the world is working against you. But we turned out to be the first league in the country to, to play in a bubble in 2020, um, which was, you know, a bit of a gong show to, to get, started because no one knew what to do or how to do it we didn't have anybody to lean on and then we were the first uh, league in the country to welcome back fans in 2021 so those two years albeit very difficult from a revenue point of view um really helped us expose our brand and really helped people make aware of the fact that these guys got to be for real because if they can get through this they can probably get through everything or anything and, and that's really you know gave a lot of resolve to all the staff we have etc so we started as a single entity, meaning that the league owned all the teams. Uh, we added a seventh team in 2020 in Ottawa, uh, played with that same seven in 2021. And then, of course, we had three teams added last year. And then this year, we spent a lot of time strategically moving the pieces to get to the point of where we expect to be now and well into the future. You know, you mentioned the COVID era. And, I mean, being able to play in a bubble as a young league, I mean, how... How stressful was that financially for the league? But having done it, how beneficial was it as you tried to grow and not kind of be erased from the sports landscape? It was incredibly stressful. And uh, because the league owned all the teams, there was really one main uh, person funding everything. So that was a, a risk that we didn't anticipate when we were you know, developing the league in 2017, 2018. Uh, yeah, you don't really plan for that. But at the same time, it in, in, in really we knew that we'd be investing in the league the first four or five years. We knew that we would have to put money in we'd have to keep it afloat. And um, I, I guess, you know, COVID came, if it's going to come, came at the right time while we were still investing in the league. So we still knew that we had money set aside, that we wanted to get this league up on proper footing. It, the, the downside was, you know, there was nothing coming back uh, to us. Um, and that really didn't happen until the latter part of our third season. And then you're really playing catch up. But, yeah, that, that getting through that was a big accomplishment for for everybody involved in the CBL and really helped launch us forward. 
Mike Morreale is the commissioner of the CEBL with us here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. The Winnipeg Sea Bears, the newest team in the loop, just recently announced. And um, I guess training camps will be getting going in mid-May. And, you know, coming into, uh, well, late May, right around May long weekend, we get the season going. Give us a bit of the backstory on Winnipeg. You mentioned that they were a target. You know what a great sports market they are in Sports City Town is. How did it come together? Tell us about the ownership group and uh, the work that has been going on behind the scenes that uh, preceded the announcement. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been looking at looking at the the market for quite some time, and it's spoken to several uh, individuals or groups that were interested in bringing a team there at different venues at different varying stages along the way. And it wasn't until somewhat recently, you know, I, I rekindled a friendship with with David Asper, uh, and David obviously is you know very well known and well regarded um, in in the city and in the province. And we had you know a, a kindred spirit. We both love sports. We both know what it does for the community and and have that trust factor based on our our shared time spent in the in the CFL. So you know those building blocks started to come and slowly build and. And, you know, David was able to come out last year and see some games and experience the CBL, what it's all about, and see it firsthand and talk to other owners or potential owners or other uh, key people in our organization. And then, you know, I think we, we realized relatively soon that this has a chance and Winnipeg is the right market. And he wanted to do everything he could to bring basketball there and, you know, be able to make it accessible to the whole community, all different walks of life, all different diverse backgrounds and give back to to a community in a province that that has been so good to him. So, you know, that that was a, a Coles Notes version, if anyone knows what those are now. I know you and I do, but uh, <laughs> Coles Notes version of, um, of really how it happened. And we were just fortunate. And then, you know, it's the connection of David now, right? You look at where we're playing at Canada Life Center. I mean, that's, that's a massive win, uh, playing in an NHL arena and everything that comes with that and his relationship with True North and, and the fact, the trust factor that you get from having that local ownership and someone who's well-regarded. And certainly the league has built itself out uh, along the way to to be well-regarded as well. So, you know, it was a long process, I guess, from when I first started it. Relatively short, I guess, since David's been involved, but well over a year. So to be able to to launch, the, you know, a few weeks ago and then, you know, yesterday, um, be able to announce the the new head coach, it's it's now becoming real. You know, you mentioned playing in Canada Life Center, and to me, that was the. I mean, I, I remember when the Thunder started back in the late '90s, and you know, I was just a kid working for the Jets, but you know, got a chance to go to a whole bunch of games in the rink. And I mean, at the beginning of the Thunder, I mean, there was ten, eleven thousand people in Winnipeg Arena for that, and you know, it sort of seemed that as the league changed and they went to the convention center, and there wasn't a great venue for it, that that really hurt. But it was obvious right from the get go that there was a big, big market for basketball. And as the city has changed as well, I think the potential for that has just gone through the roof right now, Mike. I mean, a big part of the growth of the CBL also lies in new fans of the game that maybe weren't there, pre-Raptors. Um, and certainly as our country gets more multicultural and people come with basketball backgrounds, um, it's huge. Hell, right in here in Winnipeg, I mean, one of the best kept secrets in sports is the Filipino Basketball League here, which oh, is... yeah, we, we know that one. Absolutely <laughs> massive. And so, listen, this is a real exciting time, I think, for uh, for the hoops. And, you know, to have a team come back and obviously have some great people like David Asper behind it, very, very positive. But especially that the game experience that I'm sure 
the Seabears will be able to put on in Winnipeg will be at the top of the CBL coming right out of the gate, if for no other reason that they're in probably the best venue. 100%. And everything you've said leading up to that in terms of diversity of, of the population, the immigration coming to Canada, the fact that you know, basketball and soccer are the, probably the most well-regarded sports or well-known sports and most participated sports now. And the fact that 25 years ago, it was a completely different landscape of basketball. It's changed because of the Raptors, the Grizzlies, them winning, uh, Vince Carter era, all that stuff. You know, we're the benefactor, the fans are the benefactors, <clears throat> and the community's the benefactors of, of all that. We're able to take that, you know, Toronto-centric approach and now give it and present it to all these other key markets across the country because not everybody can jump in a plane and go see the Raptor game and pay for it and all the rest of it. So, um, but you're right, you know, we, we sell basketball, but we also sell this, this great entertainment environment. And that venue, the minute you open those doors, you know you're in a world-class venue that, that provides world-class amenities. And, and, you know, even the short, in the short history or the most recent history, uh, in Winnipeg and basketball, I think it was about three years ago when Team Canada came into town for a game against Nigeria, there was eight or 9,000 people in that building. So I anticipate, you know, we've scaled the building to a, a manageable 4,500 to start. It can, it can scale up based on, you know, how the curtaining system works and everything, and you still great at great intimate venue, but we can, we can fill the whole place up. Uh, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's our goal. Um, we, we are, we're bullish on the market. It's a unifier for the country. It's a great basketball market. It's, a, it's an incredibly large, uh, Filipino market. Like you said, the biggest in the country. So there, there's a lot of things working for us. And then we just have to do our work and make sure we do it properly. Mike Morreale is with us getting ready for Seabear season in Winnipeg. Now we'll have folks from the team come on and they can let us know about how the ticket packages are working. But big picture, big question. If someone's a, a hoops fan or, or just a sports fan that's looking forward to checking out, when we ask you, what is the CBL? When I come to a CBL game, what am I going to see? What will I experience? Tell me. You're going to get nonstop excitement. Uh, it's a two-hour game. It's a FIBA game, so slightly, uh, slightly uh, quicker than the NBA game. But, you know, a DJ throughout – Lots of on-court activities, lots of pre-game activities, taking advantage of that spring and summer months, post-game activities. Uh, but you're going to see players that are world-class. Um, you know, all of our teams have uh, 10 active players on the roster, six of which have to be Canadian, two of which have to be on the court at all times. We have a designated international player. We had 16 different countries represented last year in the CBL from, from Greece and from Hungary and from all over the world. Um, and, and then you're going to get you know, a developmental piece to what we do and a, and a U sport player or a similar player that may, may be on and off the roster, but it's getting that world, real world, um, uh, you know, look at pro basketball. And, you know, we, we really sell that entertainment. It's the cool hip thing. The music is catered to, to a younger audience. Um, you know, the food, the music, the art, the lifestyle, the fashion, everything that basketball brings and the fact it's a global game is, is huge. So, if you go to a Scarborough game, Drake is sitting courtside, or J. Cole last year was on the court, or you know, you're sitting beside Alex Manoa or one of the, the the Leafs, or if you're in Montreal, Chris Boucher and Lou Dort are there, and you know, Jamal Murray's in our Guelph market. And it's really become a destination for you know some influential people to go, not because we pay them to go or invite them to go, because they want to go and they find that it's a great basketball environment, but also a great entertainment environment as well. Hey, you mentioned Drake. Does he have a piece of one of the teams? Is that is that right? So his best friend owns Scarborough, 
And uh, it's just why you see him rocking the, the Scarborough Shooting Stars uh, jerseys and hats and in his uh, music videos, and he's sitting courtside. Um, he's engaged uh, 100%. Well, big and, time. I remember he was all pissed off on Twitter yes. during championship weekend about something that happened. To that is true. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know what? You can't... Uh, you can't ask for a, a better light to shine on uh, on your league right now. Um, Mike, just before we go, I mean, again, we're going to look forward to having Seabears folks on and fill us in on uh, you know, their ticket drive and everything coming up. We'll certainly support it that way. But uh, a quick message to uh, the sports fans of Winnipeg on uh, the uh, return of pro basketball and uh, this Seabears season coming up. Uh, yeah, you're going to be incredibly surprised and happy um, to support the Sea Bears. It's going to be an excellent team. Um, it's going to have high quality players. Already has a high quality ownership group and, and certainly coach and GM. Um, so you know, enjoy yourself. Take advantage of coming back downtown. Make it a night out either before or after. And and you know, it's an exciting level of ball. It's it's going to be a season like we haven't had before. Predominantly. You know, divisional, so a lot of rivalry games. Expect, you know, expect Saskatoon to roll to town, uh, you know, a handful of times, and the Edmontons and the Calgarys and the, and the Vancouver. So it almost mimics, uh, in some ways, what um, the CFL has built. We're the CFL of basketball, for lack of a better, uh, you know, kind of connection. Uh, predominantly, proudly Canadian, but played at a very, very high level. Um, and if you stay tuned, um, you know, there'll be some more announcements on some new upcoming broadcast relationships and, and partnerships and a lot of great things as we continue to grow. Well, we'll uh, look forward to having you back here, I'm sure, on uh, almost a semi-regular basis as we get ready for basketball season here. Uh, if you've any big announcements, you know where to come here in Winnipeg on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Mike, congratulations. Cannot wait for Hoops to return here to the peg. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in person, I'm sure, here for the opening weekend for the Seabirds. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, great stuff with Mike Morreale. I am fired up. Cannot wait to get out and see uh, some pro hoops back in the peg, and we'll look forward to connecting with the Sea Bears, finding out more. They did hire their new coach yesterday, um, which was, I mean, obviously one of the first things you need to do. But before we get to the coach, hopefully we'll get David Asper and find a little bit more about their plans for tickets and everything we can look forward to. When basketball returns to the peg in late May with the CEBL debut, CEBL's debut. Thanks again to Mike Morreale for joining us. Well, we already kind of hit that why not question of the day today. The referendum on the cleanliness of the Ryan Reeves locomotive hit last night on Fronick in that wild Aval- or the wild Red Wings game. Uh, but hey, this snow, if you're driving around right now and realizing... My God, I can't believe I haven't got winter tires yet. Our friends at Not Auto Corp have you covered. Did you know that they've got winter tire specials and the MPI payment plan? So it's as simple as this. Why not get safe winter tires right now for you and your family and pay later at Not Auto Corp? And if you're in the market for a new vehicle, don't go anywhere before you head down and talk to the experts at Not. Check out all the amazing vehicles on the lot right now or talk to them about the particular make and model that you got your heart set on. Nobody does it better to find the vehicle, source it, and get you in it at an amazing price than our friends at Not Auto Corp. Pop down and see them, Waverly and McGilvery, and online at Not.ca. Uh, if you're thinking about Christmas shopping, folks, uh, the sports fans, a lot of sports fans here, obviously, you can get it all done in one trip down to the Superstore Royal Sports. And when you're there, make sure to check out the new selection of Winnipeg Sports Talk hats, including 
our WST wordmark bomber themed hat, which uh, has been uh, going quite well. They still do have both the, uh, the snapback and the dad hat available in all the models right now at Royal Sports. And you can also check out our website at winnipegsports.com slash store for more on that and uh, to order if you can't make it down to Royal. But while you're there, retro reverse jerseys are in. All sorts of bomber and jet merchandise that you can't get anywhere else there at Royal Sports. Blue Jays, Major League Baseball, NFL, Raptors, World Cup soccer and more. And of course, the biggest and best hockey selection in town. It's all there at Royal Sports waiting for you. Follow them on Instagram. Some great holiday gift ideas, sale information, and the latest merchandise drops there as well at Royal Sports Pembina. And fellas, if you're thinking that you might need an upgrade in the wardrobe, now would be a good time to give a gentle nudge to that special person in your life that an F Apparel gift card might be a perfect gift for the holidays. They've got a great special on right now where you get a 15% bonus on your gift card. So if you spend $100, you'll get a gift card for $115. It's that simple. And with that gift card, you can get custom suits beginning at just $400, custom pants made to order, chinos, golf pants, all sorts of shirts, both business and casual, and accessories out the yin-yang. F Apparel has got you covered. Gift cards right now. Great specials as well for 2023 grads, as well as wedding parties. Pop down and see Andrew and his great staff at 190 Smith Street downtown, or find out more online or make an appointment at F, that's E-P-H-Apparel.com. All right, AEW ticket giveaway coming up. After Brandon Rewicki joins us on the program, Daniel Fink with some moose talk and another marble race all before three o'clock. Let's get the hair in here right now. I, You know what? I know a lot of people used to call Jim Toth that, but I mean, we all know who was really bringing it in that studio on the big show. And it's our next guest, Brandon Rewicki. What's going on? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the truth. It's it's good. It's good to let the people know every now and then. But I'm yep. doing good, man. I'm doing fake good. news is banned on this show. That's why. <laughs> that's why we just have to call it the way it is. Um, how you doing? How was your quick trip down south? Yeah, it was too quick. Um, yeah, really nice. And especially, you know, getting into the cab at three a.m. and it was minus a thousand, and then uh, coming back to a blizzard here. It's it's tough. I I, uh, I can kind of relate to people maybe uh, wanting to skip town here and then spend a couple of years down in FLA, down in Miami. I, I can relate to people professionally or not professionally that might have done that. But <laughs> either way, good to go. Jack, big week for the Jets. No doubt about it. Hey, we're seeing all of the uh, Ruwiki hair emojis in the chat. If uh, if you're wondering, that's just one of the emotes that members have the ability to throw into the chat. Huge thanks again to Mitch and Dodgeball on Twitch for those gifted memberships earlier today. Uh, if you're able to, if you are a member, this is the perfect time to use it. You can get those in the chat. And um, again, thanks again to Mitch. That was a real awesome way to get things going on the program. So, Brandon, for the second time this year, the team has lost twice in a row. Um, you know, the Washington game wasn't a great game for the Winnipeg Jets. I really thought that it turned on special teams. And in a lot of ways, that game Tuesday night turned on special teams in the third period. Well, what have you thought about these last couple games as the Jets get ready to try to break that streak tonight against the Preds? Yeah. So, I mean, going back to the Washington game, I mean, it really was just one bad period. I thought, I mean, they played pretty good in the third. I mean, yeah, down four rip. It's, it's pretty easy to play well. But they at least answered back, you know, right off the bat with the goal. You get a second one. You have a chance to maybe make it a tight one down the stretch there. I, 
you know, I, I the Washington game to me was kind of watching it. It felt like more of a one-off, and especially you know the Capitals are a unique team. They play a unique style, and so I can understand going up against them and not facing them all the time that you know maybe they throw you for a bit of a loop. But I think at that point the Jets had played so well for so long that you know everybody was willing to give them a, a bit of a one-off. Right? You have a you have an ugly period. Whatever you lose, you're you're still flying high right now. The Vegas game was was maybe more disappointing to me just based on the personnel the Knights had at the game. Um, I actually it was one of the rare times I've actually got a chance to watch a game in the stands. Um, so I was down there for the Vegas game with a, a buddy who's a Golden Knights fan, and he didn't know who half the guys were in the lineup. Right, like it's I mean Miramanov or whoever it was ends up being the star of the night for Vegas. That 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 should have been a game where with Vegas coming in depleted, you know, it's been a bit of a tough travel-wise road trip for them. I, I would have expected a bit of a better effort out of Winnipeg in that one. And then they just kind of let Vegas hang around for, for way too long. Um, I thought outside of Mark Shifley, there wasn't a ton of notable performances up front. The fourth line, you know, kind of interestingly had themselves a pretty good game after Rick Bonus, you know, maybe read them the riot act and then they go ahead and, and pick up a, a guy off waivers there from, from Seattle. But outside of that, it was it was pretty quiet from a lot of the Jets forwards. And Connor Hellebuck didn't have his best night either. You know, I thought you know, the first two goals in the first period, he if he's on, those don't go into the back of the net. Hmm. And even as the game went on, he just didn't look all that sharp. So, I mean, Helly deserves... Yeah, a couple of one-offs. I feel bad even bringing it up yesterday on the program. I I mean, we sort of had to do it, but I mean, if there's anyone that gets a mulligan or the benefit of the doubt or whatever you want to call it, it's Hellebuck. And that's part of the reason why I think we will see an incredibly focused and determined guy in the net for the Winnipeg Jets. I don't think there's anyone that wants this game more than Hellebuck before the team heads on the road for that back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah. And and we know, we know what he's like, right? And he's, one of the most competitive players we've we've seen in this town, and maybe the most competitive player. So I, yeah, that that's probably why there isn't as much concern for me with with how the team is going right now. Is that you know if Hellebuck was on his game, maybe the Jets win that one by a couple. Um, I I don't think, especially a team that struggled to score outside their top line all season. I it, it'd be pretty surprising to see Nashville pump three or four behind him again in this one. Um, but I it it, do, it does feel different, doesn't it? Like maybe in maybe last year and years past when this team dropped two, three, like a mini losing streak. Yeah. You had your doubts that this was going to be turned around quickly. I I just don't feel that way. It's just a completely different team this year. Obviously, Rick Bonus is like the main impetus behind that. But I don't know. It's it's weird not having these doubts creep in. Um, You know, maybe even if they lose this one, you just you don't get the sense this is going to be like a six or a seven game skid. And, and this team starts to drop down the standings. I, I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't pick up a couple of points sometime soon. Well, and uh, no better time than the present with the Preds coming in. And this is a weird team. I mean, yeah. you know, Roman Yossi put that entire team on his back last season for the better part of the, uh, certainly the last 60 games or so. And it was a two-horse race for the Norris Trophy between uh, Yossi and Kale McCarr. Uh, but he was pushing 100 points last year. He's got 23 and 27 right now. And it was hilarious hearing Bonus talk about him earlier, saying that normally the defensemen are looking for the breakout, or making the breakout pass. He wants that pass and wants to be the guy to lead the rush. But when I look at Nashville, I look at the likes of Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson. I mean, it really is a cautionary tale. And it shows how important those major decisions are of who you give the big money long-term contracts to. 
uh, because, of course, they got Philip Forsberg back. He resigned. It cost them a lot to do it. He's leading the uh, the team in scoring one ahead of Roman Yossi. But if those are the guys that are all being counted on, especially Johansson and Duchesne, who have been so inconsistent over the last little while, you need other guys to step up. And I know they were hoping Cody Glass would be that guy. He's got four points in 17 games. We'll get a second-line yeah. shot tonight uh, You know, in the lineup. But um, it's sort of the same story with Nashville. Overall, not a lot of truly dynamic offensive players doing it enough outside of Yossi. Yeah, it's funny. Last year, they all had career years. And this year, they're all, I, I don't want to say career worst years, but they're all struggling to get even anywhere near to where they were the, the previous season. And, and they don't have, they're not as deep either up front as they were back in their heyday, right? Like they, they were a four-line team, and even the fourth line would, you know, pop in 20, 30 points each. That's basically their second and third line right now. Like they just don't, they, 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 they're built almost like a, a, a team that relies solely on their top end, but their top end guys just aren't dominant enough to do that. I, I, I love Forsberg's game. I think he's outstanding and, and he's having a pretty good year. But I mean, look, if, if Mikhail Granlin and Matt Duchesne are your second and third best forwards, you're you're probably going to struggle to score a lot of goals throughout the season there. And, and Johansson's been a major, major disappointment for them this year. Um, so, I mean, you have that up front. Yossi is just merely an all-star instead of a god <laughs> this year. That's the level of downgrade they've had on the back end there. And then just as much up front as it's hurt them, UC Soros has been average, right? And look, we... And he's never been average before. No, no, and it, it, it's, it reminds me a little bit. It's not the perfect comparison, but, you know, Hellebuck and the Jets last year. Like, Hellebuck was just good last year for, for his standards at, at the very least. And you saw what happened to the team. I think the same thing's happening there in Nashville. You, you, if you rely on your goaltender to be a 925, 930 save percentage guy, sure, there's some that can do it year in, year out. I think Soros is one of those guys, but every now and then they have a year where they just play okay. And and, and it's difficult to contend year in and year out relying on that. So, I, I yeah, look, I, I whipped big on Nashville before the year. I, I thought they were going to take another step forward. And uh, it, it looks like last year was was definitely the outlier with them. Um, yeah, just, just for whatever reason, unable to recapture the magic that they had last year. That goes with Matt Duchesne, too, who was a 40-40 guy very quietly last year. Like, he was great. And this year, he's been a little bit average to below average, right? So, surprisingly, I you know, going into the year, I would have looked at this as a tough night for the Jets with the Preds coming in town. And, like, now it's fair to say it might be a game you expect Winnipeg to get the two points out of. Well, I mean, certainly if you look at the standings and you look at what these teams have done so far this year, I mean, there's a reason why they're a pretty good favorite tonight. But as we know, things go up and down. And, man, I just... I almost gasped when you said that Matt Duchesne, I had to check it, scored yep. 40 last year. <laughs> 43 goals, 43 assists for 86 points. Uh, and he's now got six on the season so far. Yeah, and, and not a contract year when he put up four. Like It's one thing if a guy puts up 40 in a contract year and then they stumble after that, but that was after he got the bag. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the reason is for the explosion last year and then the lack of fireworks this year. Um, but... You know the Preds when they were, you know when they when they were battling for the top of the Western Conference, they were a team that essentially had like Duchesne's and Arvidsons and Forsbergs up and down their lineup, right? Like I, I, I just don't think you can rely on those guys as one line to carry everybody. If you have three lines with players like that, then you'll you'll, you'll probably be able to be a, a pretty big force. But 
they're just they're they're not deep anywhere really right like their their forward core isn't deep and their defense core with mcdonough on the shelf and and yossi having to like you said earlier try to essentially put everybody on his shoulders and they just look like they don't have enough talent in the in the rest of their roster to compete with the winnipegs the dallas's and the colorado's at the top of the division uh, Brandon, let's get back to the Jets here. Um, and earlier this week, coming out of the Sunday game, Rick Bonus really for the first time kind of gave it a little bit to his fourth line, said there'd be some changes. There have been a waiver wire pickup, Axel Johnson Fialbi spending a game in the press box right now in the recall of Kevin Stenland, Big Sten, if you will. Well, I thought it looked quite well. Um, just what have you made of the bottom six? Adam Lowry's having, you know, is on pace yeah. to have a career year. Many of us thought that would happen. Uh, but man, between injuries, call-ups, there have been a bunch of different looks. Where are things at with that bottom six right now? What did you take from the coaches' statements and the waiver pickup earlier this week? I was a little surprised, to be honest, just, just with how how harsh he was, right? Because I mean, it it is the fourth line. It's one thing to kind of, you know, push your stars a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can kind of ride them a little bit harder knowing that, that they've got a little more leash there. But that's not the case with the bottom six, who I think have actually outperformed expectations all season long. So I was, you know, I didn't think it was a bad thing necessarily. I was just kind of taken aback by it. And, and to me, the big surprise was I thought for sure Sam Gagne was going to be the casualty of that because in that Washington game, it was his guy. I think it was Van Riemsdyk from the point, right? It was his guy where he just kind of, you know, got caught puck watching and allowed the defenseman to come in and roof the first goal of the game. Like, just really poor defending. I thought, you know, that oh, that's what Bones is pissed about, and, and we're going to see him on the sidelines there. And then it's Mr. Brightside coming through in the clutch once again with a big-time goal late in the third period. So I, I don't really blame any of the guys, Huss. Like, it, this is kind of what they are, you know, they they performed better than I think a lot of people had hoped for, but there there's there's some deficiencies in their games, right? I, and and I think I think this is more on on Cheval Dayoff than it is on Bonus or the players here, where you know you need to bring in some reinforcements to to help out this forward group. Obviously, Ehlers injury you know plays a big role in this team becoming a little thinner up front, but I I, I don't know. I think the guys have done about as good as you could have hoped for. It's just the reality is a lot of them are. I would say 12th, 13th forwards, like tweener type guys. And and they're going to be inconsistent. They're not going to be high-level performers on your fourth line there. So, hey, look, maybe Bones feels like lighting a, a fire under their asses. Maybe that gives them a little bit of a boost over the next stretch here. But I think, if anything, it, it goes to show that, you know, there might need to be, outside of Ehlers coming back, there might need to be maybe one or two pieces added up front still. The guy that, I mean, I've been complimentary of throughout the year, uh, is David Gustafson, although there is a big zero beside his uh, number in the goal totals. And I found it interesting that they moved him to the wing when they brought Stenland in. Now, Rick Bonus said face-offs, and I do understand. I and mean, we know how important the puck possession is to teams, period, but also to Bones. And I think that's a big reason why Adam Lowry's seen so much time starting off overtimes is that Rick just does not have the confidence that any of his other guys can win a draw and they're so much more important at that point. But um, what have you thought about Stenland? I really liked his preseason, and I was impressed with the way he showed up last uh, on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, I thought, you know, watching it live there, I, I thought he popped off the ice a few times. And, you know, there's a couple times I was like, oh, that's a nice play by Gus. And it's like, oh, no, it's this new dude that's that's in there. So, uh, yeah, he, he looks fine. I don't know. 
he looked all right. Um, I the thing with Gus is, and and again, you could see this watching it at, at Canada Life Center. All the reads, check mark. Defensively solid, check mark. The offense isn't there right now with him. Um, I, I think the hands are kind of a work in progress. He's got a decent shot. It's just sometimes with those guys, they can they can score at a decent clip at the AHL level because there's a little more time and space that they can work with. And he's, I, I think, struggling to adapt to the speed of the NHL game in terms of trying to create offense. So I, I, I was surprised, honestly, to, to see Gus moved off to the wing there. Um, may, maybe it's in a way to try to kickstart his offensive game. But, you know, I, I think there is some importance to having a guy as, as good defensively inside your own zone as, as Gus has been on your fourth line down there at center. I, I don't really anticipate this to be a, a, a long-term shift. I think we do see Gus back down the middle sometime soon. Um, but if, if the answer is to try to get some more offensive production out of the fourth line, you know, Sam Gagne, we know, is capable of it in bursts. But I don't know if those guys exist on the roster right now. Like, if they're looking for a little more punch, you're going to have to look elsewhere other than inside the organization right now. Well, that's exactly what they did this weekend, picking up Carson Kuhlman from uh, Seattle. Uh, do you know anything about this guy? Other than he's another member of the Jets from Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota Mafia. Um, I don't offense isn't his calling card, so I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're you're hoping to get a big punch out of him there. I mean, he's. I didn't really I, look. I didn't understand the move to be honest. I maybe maybe they see something in him that other teams don't, but I don't know. It just it felt like felt like it's just kind of like adding another similar player to the mix here. I don't, I don't know, like almost rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. I, I just don't think he's going to be a needle mover one way or another. Um, I, I, I do think at some point here, and maybe it's closer to the deadline, that team's going to have to ship out a couple of picks to, to bring somebody in here that can give you a bit of a punch. I don't, I don't think this team needs a, a really impactful guy up front or anything like that. But you know, to get a, to get a secondary support scoring winger, I think especially to help Adam Lowry, I think that that would probably be the biggest ticket to, to help this team out and there's the other part of it where it's maybe some patience too where Ehlers two to three weeks you know Morgan Barron whether injury or illness getting his his feet out from under him and then Appleton coming back you know sometime down the stretch run as well so I yeah I mean look I, I it's it's not a massive positive or negative one way or another for me the the Coolman pickup um but I just don't think it's going to be the answer. And we see the, the fourth line putting up a goal every two games. No, that's true. Um, the first things first, though, they got to be able to handle things in their own end. That's what um, Bones did not like on Sunday and why they made some changes. And um, it'll be interesting to see when he gets in and where he fits in. I guess the big question right now, and we sort of got that out of Bonus's pregame speech today or pregame media availability uh, and postgame after the Vegas game is there's a bunch of guys that are still dealing with something. I mean, Dubois missed part of the game. He was back out there today. We expect him to play. Uh, but a number of guys, including Morgan Barron, not at the skate this morning. And uh, it seems like especially that third line right now, very much up in the air for how things look when they actually ice the roster and drop the puck tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think there's a lot of promise for the third line if some reinforcements are brought in just because of how insanely well Adam Lowry's playing. Like you touched on it there. He's... He's been everything that, that I think management has wanted him to be, right? Like there, there's been a season or two where he's lived up to that, but it's kind of like, you know, peaks and valleys. But this year, he's just been so damn good. Like he's he's been a real, real big force for this team down the middle. And I, I, I wondered about this last year 
And I don't know if it's true or not, but you saw how good he was for Team Canada at the World Championships, right? And sometimes, you know, even if it is guys in their in their late 20s, it doesn't have to be just young guys that, that go there and, and see a boost. But I, I, I did wonder if, you know, maybe getting a little more responsibility, having a little more confidence in his game, knowing that, hey, like, I'm, I'm good enough to play for Team Canada. I'm good enough. To, to showcase some offensive chops on the third line for the Jets as well. I, I wonder if that's had a, a tangible impact in his performance this year because he does seem more confident with the puck on his stick and the numbers have, have borne it out, right? Like he's he's performing, I don't know if you want to call it high-end third-line level, but I mean, who's going to complain about the production from Lowry so far? Oh, no doubt. I mean, and like he does so many more things that don't show up on the score sheet as well that, you know, a coach like Rick Bonus will absolutely allude to when asked about it. Um, and you know what, last year, just while we're talking about Lowry, I mean, I've made the joke that he was carrying Veselinen around like a grand piano on his back for the first 50 games enough times. Um, and then Lowry, after the All-Star break, had a great stretch. I mean, was scoring, was deadly on, on as shorthanded. And I still think probably is right up there. If you go back to last year's All-Star break until now, we'd be right near the top of the league with shorthanded goals. The other thing that I think both, and I'm glad you brought up the world championships experience because I think that was huge for Adam. Also just to move on from last season with the Winnipeg Jets, because we can't forget his dad was the coach for the second half of the season. And like, that's not easy for kids when they're 11 playing at the community center. I can't imagine what it was like in the national hockey league. And you know, while I don't think anyone thought that Adam Lowry was really part of any of the problems, he was frankly probably more the solution guy. And I've often thought he was sort of that honorary captain that was the bridge between some of the younger players and the veteran players. But I don't know if there's anyone that has maybe benefited more from the atmosphere and the new messaging that Rick Bonus has delivered than Adam Lowry. And his play is showing it on the ice as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if, if my old man was behind the bench, I'd I'd, I'd be a fourth line staple, and then it would be it'd be time to to, to throw down. Like I, 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 it's it's a it's a brutal situation. Like it really is. And then c- combined with the fact that the team was just in complete freefall, right? Like it was just an absolute nightmare. And I mean, look, anybody that's been in any kind of locker room knows when when the team sucks, you bitch about the coach. Well, the coach. Is the guy next to his dad? Like it, just the dynamic. It was. It was just. I didn't like it at the time, and it must have been an absolute nightmare. Like it, it should have been a fun time for Adam Lowry, but it must have been an absolute nightmare for that family. So, like having that burden taken off is a big thing. I, I, th- I think, and I think he's just he's playing a little more free uh, this time around. And look, the same can be said. The, the guy that really impressed me the most all season long, but watching him live, Mark Shifley. Just it's. It, it, isn't it crazy how night and day he is? Like he was yep. in that Vegas game, he was, he was so far and away the best player on the ice. It wasn't even funny, and it was like the it wasn't even the hat trick for me. Like the hat trick, it was just kind of second. It was just everything he does out there. It's 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 just so much fun watching him play. It was it was so infuriating last year, and now it's just so much entertainment and joy. And it's it's just wild. Like the the turnaround, the one eighty from like a span of three four months to where he is now. It's it's just insane. And the and bones effect is real. And I'll say this yeah. short of Shifley, the other guy that was the best player on the ice that I still can't stop talking about was Chandler Stevenson. How the I, hell did they get that guy for a fifth? I know. Pick? That's what I was saying. I was like, I, t- I turned to my buddy. I was like, oh man, would have been nice for the Flyers to grab a first line center for the price of nothing. And he, he skates like the wind. He's such a beautiful skate. I, I 
I don't know. I don't know how it happens, but of how, course, how, Vegas who is this? Away. Who is this friend of yours? Are they from Vegas? No, no, no. Well, are they ten? <laughs> that's what we were talking. He's like, I'm the oldest fan here, and it's so embarrassing. How, um, how does how does one become Golden Knights guy in Winnipeg? Yeah, that's I, I don't know. It's it's I mean, there's a lot of debauchery that has to happen for somebody to to reach that point. But <laughs> I mean, anybody in it around my age, I think it, it's it's kind of like a weird. I don't know. It, just because like I was six ish when the team left. And so, like, your formative years were basically spent with the Jets not here, and so everybody got to pick their own team. Um, I don't know how it went, how how Vegas, how he settled on Vegas, but he's, like, he's a legit, he's a legit diehard. Like, I'll, I'll give him that. It's not like he just jumped on the bandwagon. He did do, like, the 10-year-old find the expansion team and cheer for them. Like, he, he did do that. He admits it, but... He's a legit fan. I'll, I'll, I'll After we have a team. Clown emojis in the chat, please, for Ruiki's <laughs> friend cheering for Vegas at the uh, at Canada Life Center. Uh, great stuff. Big game tonight. I'm sure it'll be uh, cracking uh, another skates and plates tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yeah, breaking it down. Tons to talk about. A few things from the game, by the way, just because I, had, I hadn't been to a game in a long time. For like Usually I've been working them. Um, but I got I gotta, like, a bit of a spoiler alert here. I got to give some props. The... Electric guitar slash organ combo. Yes. Complete game changer. Where has this been all our lives? It, it was like it was literally like Mad Max Fury Road Ice Hockey Edition. I'm, I'm so down for organ electric guitar combo. It should have happened between every break, but I, I just thought it was the great. I might be alone in this. I, I thought it was the greatest thing. The, the other two great things that they've got going on right now. The mustache cam is yeah. always hilarious, but the fact that they're rocking the Magnum PI theme as the music along with it is great. And then Lost Fans, I don't know whether your knucklehead buddy was, uh, I guess he wouldn't have been a Lost no. fan because it was the Vegas Winnipeg game. But when they show the guy in the Hab shirt and the Red Wings yeah. jersey and whatnot with the theme to the littlest hobo again. <laughs> Top drawer to balls in the gang, putting it together. Um, Rowicki, good stuff, man. We got some AEW tickets to give away, so we'll let you go, and uh, we'll look forward to crashing, uh, getting together again next week before uh, the holidays. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Appreciate it. Folks, download Skates and Plates wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Brandon, Tyson, be kicking it with uh, all your favorite Jets content on a weekly basis over there. All right. Oh, great. We did get the clown emojis in there. Loved it. Loved it. Um, all right. Uh, Remo, we're going to bang out some uh, the AEW tickets, our Beat the Box Office giveaway. Now, we will have another pair of tickets that we'll be doing offline on some of our social channels. So you should be already subscribed at Sports Talk WPG on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So make sure that's so you don't miss it. Uh, but before we talk some moose, and we, of course, do need to do the marble race at the end of the show, we're going to get the wheel of winners going on right now for AEW. Uh, what Pre-sale is on right now. We gave that code out yesterday. Uh, full tickets on sale tomorrow. But, you know, we got these. We wanted to say one of our viewers and listeners we're the first people to be in for AEW. I'm going to be there. I'm pretty sure Remus is going to be there, and we should have a a good crew. So, uh, Reem, we want to go with exclamation mark tickets for these? Yeah, it's open. It, just, uh, just open it up. So, exclamation tickets. Perfect. All right, everyone. Exclamation mark tickets. If you want to be one of the first people in town, 
with a pair of seats for the return, well, not the return, the debut of AEW, the return of Winnipeg's Chris Jericho, Winnipeg's Kenny Omega, Winnipeg's Don Callis, and all the other stars of All Elite Wrestling, Tuesday, March 14th, for a special event, a special Tuesday edition of Dynamite, right here in Winnipeg and Canada Life Center. And I think this is going to be a great crowd. It should be an amazing event. So exclamation mark tickets live right now in the chat. If you want a chance to win, um, just while we do that, and we get you in. I got to give a shout out to our friends at princess auto for their amazing support of Winnipeg sports talk. They've been with us. Uh, and along with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and all of our top curlers, just looking at the standing so far, the Princess Auto team of Jennifer Jones and Mackenzie Zacharias, third overall right now, and Reed Carruthers and the gang hanging in there with the top teams in the world, fifth in the rankings as well. Of course, Princess Auto doing so many great things in our Winnipeg and Manitoba community, and the place where you'll find the best deals on the most unique assortment of tools and equipment around. Everything you need to complete the projects on your list or start something new, is at Princess Auto. Check them out at one of two Winnipeg locations, Panet Road, Portage Avenue West, or check them out online. Shop 24-7, 365 at princessauto.ca. For all your water needs, the Culligan Gang has been with us. Family-owned, hydrating the province for over 65 years, and Culligan really does have everything you and your family need. Water softeners, filters, bottled water coolers, whole home systems and drinking water systems, not to mention citywide water delivery services and commercial and industrial water products and solutions. Culligan's waiting for you, 1200 Sargent Avenue. You can give them a call for all your needs at 694-5180 or check out their water products and services online at drinkculligan.com. And, uh, of course, Canadian Club's a great cocktail to have. Uh, maybe the mix, the CC&C, the Culligan and Canadian Club. Because if you are mixing Canada's favorite Canadian whiskey with something, you better have a great water to do it with. And that, of course, is what Culligan has. And, folks, if you are entertaining, you're thinking about a nice gift, you can never go wrong with Canada's favorite Canadian whiskey, Canadian Club. Pop on down to your Manitoba Liquor Marts. Check out the CC display. And while you're there, Bomber fans, check out what Jim Beam has going on. Because right now, the Bomber Collector glasses are back. Last year, it was Willie Jefferson. This year, three different ones. Zach Caleros, Adam Big Hill, and Nick Dembski. Buy a bottle of Jim Beam at the Jim Beam display at the 20 largest Manitoba Liquor Marts. And get a free Winnipeg Blue Bombers commemorative glass as well. Happy holidays to the gang at Beam Suntory, and we appreciate their support of the uh, of the show. And hey, we got Thursday night football tonight. We got a big Jet game between the uh, Winnipeg Jets and Nashville Predators. If you're not making it down to the rink, no better place to go than your local Boston Pizza. Now, Boston Pizza, we've been doing great giveaways for NFL all season long. They have picked the finalist for the second trip to Vegas to see the Niners and. Raiders on New Year's weekend, along with the Golden Knights and Blues. Uh, but there's still plenty of reason to pop by BP, pick a player contest for Winnipeg Jet games, and great giveaways nightly for NFL football. And while you're there, check out the new additions to the menu, including the amazing jalapeno popper dip. You will not be disappointed. Watch the NFL and the Jets and win at your local Winnipeg and Manitoba Boston Pizza location. All right, last call. For tickets, everybody, if you want to join us at AEW on March 14th, 
um, exclamation mark tickets in the chat. And by the way, while you're at it, make sure you hit that thumbs up. We got to be getting to 200 thumbs up when we're giving away beat the box office tickets. And by the way, right there, if you haven't already, use that promo code TS1XWC and uh, you'll be able to beat the box office for AEW tickets. So uh, we're going to get the wheel of winners out. We're going to spit it. And then we're going to be talking some moose tickets or talking some moose with Daniel Fink. And make sure to join us tomorrow on the program as we'll have some moose tickets as well for the weekend. The big teddy bear toss as the team comes back from busy schedule out west taking on the calgary uh the calgary club um all right remo let's uh let's fire up the wheel before we bring the fink in here and see who's going to be in some great seats six rows up for aew on march 14th okay i'm just loading up the entries into the wheel of winners 64 uh people i see got in so Nicely done. Those are, the, those are the wrestling hardos. I see Kabilis in the chat. Kabilis, big AEW guy, as I am. And uh, it would be, I mean, obviously, it's the Wheel of Winners. It's whoever. But um, Kabilis would be a good guy to have in our crew for the event if he was to win the ticket. So uh, you know how this works, folks. Thanks again to everyone that entered. We're going to paste everyone onto the wheel, give it a spin, and then get you ready for some uh, some moose talk. And by the way, I saw Comet asking for us to play the Terrell Bauer fight again. We did that yesterday on the show. Dave Nanook has it on his Twitter feed. Or just go back to yesterday's program and you can check that out as well. Have a feeling that might come up in our next conversation with the Fink in just a couple of minutes. All right. March 14th, Tuesday. Tickets on sale officially tomorrow. We just uh, hit the promo code if you do want to make sure you're in. Uh, but before you do that, why don't you see if you're the first winner of Beat the Box Office tickets for AEW here in Winnipeg. 64 entries in. Thanks to everyone that's done it. And thanks to AEW for uh, kind of working with us on the event. T. Conopoli's fired up. A Howard Finkel reference. We got the scissors for the barber. This is great. Uh, Remo, why don't you give it a spin and uh, let us know who is going to AEW on March 14th. A lot of pies here. Pie boy. <laughs> pie boy's a regular. Oh, there's Gregory. Gregory. I know Gregory's going to be there as well. Shout out to the GFL. Maybe we'll get Ezzy out for it as well. But pie boy, congratulations. Send us an email at winnipegsportstalk at gmail.com. Give us all your contact info. We'll get you those tickets. Congratulations for there. And of course, folks, stay tuned. Because there's more winning happening. Well, our qualification to winning our 2023 bomber season tickets from Consolidated Supply will be on the line December 30th. Marble race, end of the show today. 12 days of marbles on Winnipeg Sports Talk to qualify for the championship race at the end of the month. All right, let's uh, talk a little moose with the voice Dan Fink. Not quite back in Winnipeg for a huge weekend because he's out in Calgary. What's going on? Oh, just uh, enjoying my time here in the foothills, and uh, you know what? Uh, it's been a, it's been a fun road trip so far. Uh, a few days here to spend in Calgary, and uh, you know what? It's going to be a busy run to Christmas here. So, kind of enjoying these last couple of days of some time in between games, and we'll get right to it on the weekend and against Belleville. You know, it's been hilarious following the Moose lately because um, I mean they haven't been 
completely perfect, but it's almost like they packed all of the junk into one game on this road trip and everything else has been pretty good. I mean, the exception of getting whooped seven zip at Abbotsford, um, the fellas just keep rolling. Yeah, it's funny how people notice when something like that happens. So, you know, I was kind of came off the air. I was like, well, I'm glad that happened. It'll, well, game didn't start till nine o'clock back in Winnipeg and nobody will notice. And sure enough, it was one of our best performing Instagram posts for the <laughs> entire season. So I guess people notice things like that. Uh, and seemingly don't notice as much when we win the next night, 2-1. Weird how that works. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, it's all in good fun. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely a tough game to get the road trip started. But you know what? The Moose have been pretty happy with their three or four games before that game. Then they go out, and it was a bit of a grinder the next night that they win 2-1, but uh, kind of got back to what makes them successful and how they needed to play against a pretty skilled and fast uh, team on the Abbotsford side. And then you get into Calgary to play against the hottest team in the American Hockey League. They were 9-1 and one in their last 10 games and riding a six-game winning streak, and the Moose just cruised right past them 4-1. to one. I mean, it wasn't an easy game by any means, but uh, after being down one nothing after the first period, the Moose, who played a pretty solid first, took over in the second and never really looked back. So uh, that's really now six out of the last seven games that the Moose have been really happy with what they've done, and they've been getting the results from it. So that's, uh, that's great to see. And if you look at their last 14 games, and of those against top 10 teams in the American Hockey League, and in those 10 games, 5-3, 1-1. So pretty good mark when you're stacking yourself up against the league's best. Well, no doubt about it, Dan. And, I mean, you can't overlook the fact that there's some pretty important players that have been mainstays with the Moose that are up here with the Winnipeg Jets right now. I mean, I know you probably are smiling every time you see Mikey Asimov up here. I mean, he's been such a great story, and you're probably one of the least surprised people of the impact that he's making right now. Uh, but Jansen Harkins, the way that he played, maybe touch on that, what you saw from Hark back when he was with the Moose earlier this year and how he looks like almost a different player now with the confidence that he's got from that trip. And, of course, Kevin Stenland making his uh, Jets debut last game. Yeah, sometimes guys just need a reset, and that's what Jansen Harkins got with the Moose. He came down with the right attitude and, you know what, just put his head down, got to work, and uh, did what makes him an elite player at the AHL level, which is what it takes to get back to the National Hockey League. And uh, that's what he did over, uh, what was it, six games, scored five goals, and uh, off he went back to the NHL. So uh, it was great to see him kind of hit that reset button and, and get going back into the game that makes him a successful NHL player. And then for Mikey Acemont, I mean, he's just doing with the Jets what he does with the Moose. He hasn't changed his game at all, and that's what you want to see for a guy. There's a reason he got the opportunity to play with the Winnipeg Jets, and it's that energy that he brings. It's that tenaciousness. It's that uh, that absolute annoying pest to play against mentality that that makes him a lot of fun to watch and uh, not so much fun to play against, I imagine. So and then for Kevin Stenland, I mean, he's just been anchoring the top line for the Moose for the last little while. And uh, when you see him skating with Alex Limoges and Jeff Ballot, uh, and they just dominate the play below the goal line in the offensive zone, you can see what makes those three very effective players. And for Stenland, he's just a smart player. He's big, he's heavy, he's good in the face-off dot. And those are all things that you need to have when you're playing in the bottom six of an NHL team. It was great to see him get that uh, first assist with the Jets on the board as well the last game so i uh, like you said i mean the, the moose are here to help the jets win a stanley cup that's the end goal for everybody in the organization and uh, anytime the moose have a guy get called up and he can log important minutes for the jets that's uh, just it's the reason they're here and uh, it's great to see that really pay off this season 
Well, and, and, and Pink, I mean, you mentioned a couple of guys that have been mainstays for uh, the Moose. I mean, Jeff Malott's a favorite of WSTers, and we had some great conversations with him last year. And I was so impressed with the conversation with Alex Lamoja a couple weeks back. And uh, I'm sure everyone's been impressed watching him just about a point a game right now. He's got 17 points in 18 games, a big part of that top line. And you know, a guy that coming into the season, I don't think a lot of people were really familiar with. And if you've been paying attention to the Moose, you certainly are right now. And much like guys that are in the Winnipeg Jets lineup right now, I'm sure he's doing himself a great disservice, getting noticed both at the AHL level for a potential call-up at some point. Yeah, I mean, for Limoges, he's, he's a guy that uh, if you if you weren't really in the AHL circles, you might not have known him very well. He was on an AHL contract last season with the San Diego Gulls. Uh, had a bit of a slow start like that entire team did and then really got going in the second half of the season, ended up scoring 23 goals. I mean, he was a guy that uh, was about uh, 0.75 point per game player in his first kind of season and a half in the American Hockey League, which is pretty solid. And then he comes in with the Moose and he's been outpacing that mark as well. As you were mentioning for a while there, he's above a point per game. He's just below it right now. So he's been very effective for the Moose and kind of found a home on that line with Malott and Stenland. And right about the same time, both those players kind of locked in. So it was really nice to see those guys find that chemistry, which, as you mentioned, kind of helped Jeff Malott get going. Now he's up to 10 goals. And here's a guy that's led the team in scoring each of the past two years, goals at least. And uh, nobody's done that for the Moose or done it three times consecutively for the Moose. He's the fourth player to do it in back-to-back seasons for the franchise. So he's got a nice little lead right now with three-goal edge on Alex Limoges for that goal-scoring crown. Uh, Still pretty early in the season, but uh, on pace to set a new career high for him as well. So when you start getting to that 25, 30-goal mark, you're doing pretty good in the American Hockey League. And um, a lot on that pace right now, and we'll see how far he can take it. But a couple of real big goals for the Moose on Tuesday. And the one thing, you know, that I think has sort of spoken to the Moose and the team that Mark Morrison has built is how dedicated they are to each other, the way that they play, um, regardless of who's getting the credit. And I, I, have, I have to point out, and folks, check out, this is on Dan's uh, Insta, or, uh, Twitter feed, an interview you did with Jeff Malott after the last game, and you brought up a play, and a play that often never gets mentioned Late in the game, the goalie pulled on the other side, and Dominic Toninato, who had just been come down, what was his fourth game with the Manitoba Moose, at the end of a long shift, turns on the Jets, outskates what would be an icing, allowing the team to shift. And the reaction of Malott when you asked him that, I think, told you all you need to know before he even opened his mouth. But uh, maybe just to comment on that play and what Dominic Toninato has brought to that room, you know, in a tough situation when you do get sent down from the place where you played for the majority of the last couple of seasons. Yeah, because that play, I mean, it stuck out to me as almost kind of one of those plays of the game. I mean, like you said, it's not going to show up on the score sheet. It's it's not going to be something that folks necessarily remember about a 4-1 win, in which the Moose score a couple of goals and the Wranglers put one in their own net. There's the big Tyrell Bauer fight and everything like that. Um, but late in the game, the Moose with a two-goal lead. So they, they've got a little bit of comfort, but man, the Wranglers are pressing. And that line was out there for a long time. Moshe makes the right play, gets the puck down the ice. And Tony Nato doesn't even think, he just takes off. He doesn't even look at the bench. He just goes straight for that puck. Uh, he could have put his head down and just kind of hung out and waited to see what happened uh, with that puck. But he didn't even necessarily have to win that race to the puck. He just needed to get there. And that's exactly what he did. He ended up picking up the puck because just the act of him getting there forced the play to come back and prevent the icing call as uh you just watch that puck go, it goes across the line, but the D-man had to come back, everything. So that play, and then to 
even battle longer, not just touch that pocket, spin around, go to the bench, but to hold the play down for a few more seconds down the offensive zone before finally the Wranglers are able to get it away from them. And then there's a whole bunch of fresh moose on the ice. That's the kind of play that for a young team, Brad Lambert's on the bench watching that happen. There's 18-year-old Brad Lambert watching Dominic Toninato, who's played plenty of games in the National Hockey League, who's played plenty of games in the American Hockey League. This is what you need to do in the final two minutes of a hockey game. And that is immeasurably valuable. Uh, in the development of a player. So and talking to Mark Morrison today about that very play, we'll hear from it kind of in the pregame show, but he has uh, been ecstatic with how uh, Dominic Toninato has come in, the attitude that he's brought and uh, what he's bringing to the team in a leadership capacity. Hey, speaking of the uh, of the Brad Lambert, I imagine it'll be some fun watching of the uh, World Junior uh, Championship in that Moose dressing room and around the organization this year, a little more than normal. Yeah, I mean, certainly with uh, with Chaz Lucius on uh, on the preliminary roster for the U.S. and uh, we've seen some reports on who might be on that Finland roster coming out uh, soon here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Moose, no strangers to having players participate in the World Juniors. Of course, we saw Jack Roslevic back in the day, Cole Perfetti, Billy Hanela all uh, participate. So pretty cool to possibly have two uh, players for the Moose attending that tournament. So. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun and uh, it goes to goes to show how young this moose crew is but uh, anytime that uh, you have players playing in high leverage situations that's great it'll be interesting to see how those guys take what they've learned at the pro level into that tournament uh, hey you know what uh, before we get to a big weekend and a, an amazing schedule with uh, p.m games at home late night games for the winnipeg jets on the west coast you mentioned Billy Hain a lot. Uh, it, it, you know, it, I always it was hilarious watching as good as the team played last year. All the defensemen that were up near the top of the scoring list, and you know, we sort of gave the bouquets to Lamotion a lot. Uh, but right after that, you've got Gavanka, you've got Chisholm, you've got Billy Hainala. Um, just a quick comment on um, how those young men, uh, in particular Hainala, who doesn't have a goal yet, but how things are going on the blue line for the Winnipeg Jets. And, you know, who are the guys that are maybe making the strongest push to be, you know, at the top of a call-up list if uh, the need arise? Yeah, unfortunately for Billy Hainala, caught a bit of a bug. So he's been out of the lineup the last few games. Hope to see him back soon. But uh, uh, for uh, Gavanka and Chisholm, been paired back up again. I mean, they were relied upon pretty heavily with Hainala gone and uh, missing some missing some pieces back there. So uh, any time that those two are on the ice, they're always a treat to watch. They play so well off each other. Both of those big booming shots and are so shifty, such good skaters and can create so much for the moose off the back end. And uh, when you have those options coming up the ice, it causes all sorts of problems. But uh, I mean, that uh, that group back there really held in nicely in a couple of situations over the last while. Moose have started to really find their defensive game after maybe some, there were some holes in it a little bit early, but it seems like everybody's kind of settling in. We've seen the physicality and leadership that Ashton Sautner's brought. We've seen Tyrell Bauer starting to drop the gloves a little bit here as he's gotten a little more comfortable in the league and uh, bringing that physical aspect as well. And by his own words, just sponging up all the information that he can every day. And then uh, for Simon Lundmark, uh, a guy who's uh, been just solid back there for the Moose and kind of sometimes a second round pick that gets forgotten about a little bit uh, with all those uh, high profile D-men back there. But uh, you know what, uh, all these guys are, are bringing it along and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Dean Stewart, who was kind of a bubble guy coming into camp. He played a few games for the team last season, played uh, the bulk of his time in the ECHL, but man, he's been able to be a regular in the lineup. He's taken the opportunity and run with it. There's a guy who's just another powerful skater with, 
great skill and uh, he's been playing with a bit of an edge as well. So really uh, a lot of good things coming from the back end of the Manitoba Moose right now. Hey, you mentioned Bauer. I mean, I have to bring up this scrap and we don't spend a lot of time talking about fighting and it's not as big a part of the game as it once was. That was an all-timer and he's going up against a 6'7 monster on the other side. Um, I imagine that resonated quite a bit in the room afterwards. What was uh, Give us the aftermath of that because I think everyone that saw it had their jaw on the floor. Yeah, it's uh, it's not too often, they, especially from two young guys too. I mean, that's a, that was a veteran fight right there. But uh, I it, it's so notable because you don't see it a whole ton anymore. Like you said, it's not as big a part of the game anymore. So uh, it's kind of surprising when you do get two guys standing in. I know we had uh, um, Vince Arsenault and Evan Poli shut the gloves at center ice the other night. Didn't quite go as long as we might have thought for a big heavyweight tilt. As uh, Arsenault got a bit of a shot in there, and both of them go down. So. You look at uh, Bauer and and Adam Klepka there, and man, they went for a twirl. It was a little concerning early on there for Bauer, and then just seemed to kind of get angry and then put his head down and start swinging away. And man, did he connect a few times? Looked like after the game, uh, both of them were uh, were wearing the results of that one uh, afterwards. But uh, you know what? Uh, it was it was quite the tilt. Uh, we don't get to see a lot of those anymore. But uh, you know what? Uh, as, as I said on the broadcast, five well-deserved on either side. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Statement of the Year. Tico Napoli, Tyrell Bauer's biggest supporter, would have killed me in the chat if I didn't bring that up. Well, fans are going to get a chance to see this Moose Club back on the weekend for one of the biggest weekends of the year, really, Dan. Um, uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 2 o'clock on Sunday. And as I mentioned, you know, if you're a hockey fan that likes to pack it all in, you can get out to the rink on the afternoon, go have dinner, take care of the kids, and then the Jets will drop the puck at 9 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but, man, we started off with the teddy bear toss, which is one of the biggest and most fun games to be there in person for every year. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. I mean, there, there's nothing quite like seeing all those teddy bears raining down from the rafters, some of them getting launched out of the press box because I hate to be left out. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun every year. And, uh, you know, it all goes to such a great cause as well, the Christmas cheer board. They do such fantastic work in our community and uh, there's kids that, uh, you know what, they need a little hand up at Christmas sometimes and uh, to be able to help and be the vehicle for that because at the end of the day, it's the generosity of Manitobans and Winnipeggers, uh, whoever's coming into town for the game or just uh, maybe even coming from downtown, wherever you're coming from. Uh, it's always so appreciated by us and the Christmas cheer board of the folks that are able to to bring along one of those new plush toys and launch them onto the ice. They will have the Christmas cheer board does have some available on the concourse. It's a limited amount. So we definitely recommend bringing them in, uh, rating all the stores uh, um, throughout the, uh, <laughs> see the one of my favorite gifts. Um, but uh, yeah, is uh, raid the stores, find those new plushies and, uh, and bring them down and toss them up because there's nothing quite like it. It is one of the great traditions now in, in, uh, in, professional sports now as it's percolated through the American Hockey League, junior hockey. It's uh, It really is one of the great fun things. And who knows, maybe we'll see it in an NHL game someday. I doubt it, but uh, maybe they'll, they'll leave it for the rest of us. But uh, yeah, listen, it's a lot wanna, of fun. You want to bring the kids up for the teddy bear toss, you'll do it at the Moose Saturday, 2 p.m., the teddy bear toss game, and then right back at it with the holiday game and uh, a very special guest at the game. Well, you know, it's it's he's a tough guy to get. This time busy right now. He's busy, but he always makes time in his schedule for the Moose Holiday game. And if Santa can make time, I think nobody else has any excuse. So, uh, yeah, it's 
it's a, it's a, you know what? It's kind of one of the sneaky great games that we have on the on the schedule. It comes right after the teddy bear toss. It's the last one before that holiday break or before we go on the road before that game. So, um, you know what? They'll they'll have some uh, some special souped up cocktails and things like that for the uh, for the folks that enjoy a nice holiday beverage. Uh, at, the, at the concessions and um, of course you can get your your photo with Santa they'll print it off for you and everything at the rink which is uh, which is a really nice touch I think because uh, you know what uh, would you rather wait in line at the mall or would you rather come on down to the moose game taking a hockey game and get your photo with Santa all at one place so the big guy's making it easy for everybody so it's uh, it's a lot of fun really looking forward to this weekend and uh, we'd love to see everybody down at the rink Santa's sick of them all anyways. He's looking forward to taking part in the game, meeting some fans, and then getting ready for a very busy week for the big guys. We uh, get closer to the 25th. Uh, Dan Fink, voice of the Moose. And the Sunday game's on OB, if I'm not mistaken, right? I was doing the... That uh, is correct, yes. I was doing the pregame the other day, and I heard the dulcet tones, the pipes of one Dan Fink going, yes, we got the afternoon game on on Sunday afternoon. So you'll be able to check it out on OB. Bring a radio Watch it inside the arena while you're there. Uh, but moosehockey.com for tickets for the teddy bear toss, 2 p.m. on Saturday, and then the holiday game on Sunday. Fink, enjoy the game tonight. Travel safe, and we'll look forward to catching you on the weekend. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to a really good one against uh, this very good Calgary Wranglers team here tonight. It's going to be on at uh, 8 o'clock puck drop out in Winnipeg that you can catch on cjob.com slash sports and AHL TV. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you on the weekend. Talk to you soon, Huss. All right, there's our guy, Dan Fink, uh, the voice of the Manitoba Moose. All right, I do see that the Marbles registration is open, everybody. So uh, if you're waiting for the cue from the host, well, now here it is. Exclamation mark Marbles. We will we'll, uh, drop Marbles in just a couple of minutes for another qualifying race for the Marbles Tournament of Champions for 2023 bomber season tickets, courtesy of our friends at Consolidated Supply. Speaking of our friends, Nick and Nikki, ready for the holidays. I wouldn't. I would suggest a DQ gift card might be a great little um, stocking stuffer as well. Uh, of course, one of the great things about that is when you pop down a Nick and Nikki DQ to get those gift cards, you can also grab a stack burger, maybe a fries, give it, get a combo meal, or check out the honey barbecue chicken fingers, which are a sleeper hit of the Winnipeg and Manitoba fast food game. Of course, the real star there oh, is all the ice cream treats, your blizzards, your novelties, and of course the DQ ice cream cakes. Order one now. Get one for the holidays. Impress your family that you've stepped up your dessert game with the best, the DQ ice cream cake. Hey, Nick and Nikki have four Winnipeg and Manitoba locations, DQ Niverville, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park, and DQ St. Anne's. And if you do want to order a special holiday ice cream cake, you can also hit them up on Instagram if you'd like, at DQ Manitoba. Let them know what you want. They'll get it done up for you for a quick and easy pickup at any of the four Nick and Nicky DQs. And hey, gang, with entertaining parties on the weekend, all sorts of stuff happening, you are definitely going to want to uh, make sure you're stocked up in the fridge with the good stuff. And the good stuff is, of course, Winnipeg's favorite local beer, Little Brown Jug. Now, if you have the time to get down to the uh, exchange and check out the brewery and tap room and their amazing HQ on William Avenue, definitely do that. It's also a great spot to meet for holiday drinks with friends. Uh, but while you're there, you can try the beers. You can buy whichever ones you want in cans to take home or for gifts. And you can also check out the amazing Little Brown Jug merchandise they have as well. But if you can't make it down, 
Have no fear. Just get online. Littlebrownjug.ca. You can order all the beers you want for the holidays, for gifts as well, and merchandise. And they deliver citywide at littlebrownjug.ca. Otherwise, pop in your local beer store. Check out the Little Brown Jug spread at any fine local beer store and at good restaurants and bars. The good stuff 1919 will be on tap as well. Happy holidays to our friends at Little Brown Jug and make your holidays a little brighter with the good stuff from LBJ. All right, let's get Remo back in here. And Reem, I know we're just going to about finish up the um, registration for today's day's race. Um, but we did have a bunch of things happen. We should mention the Bombers. My favorite position maybe in all of sports, the long snapper. And uh, the Bombers long snapper, Mike Benson, who's a really interesting dude. We should maybe get him on. I'm sure he's Winnipeg guy probably around the town for the holidays to get him on. But uh, he's back for uh, another run with the Bombers as the uh, unfinished business tour continues. Winston Rose yesterday, Mike Benson. And, you know, we joked about the 12 days of marbles. For Kyle Walters and Bomber fans, it's almost the 12 days of signings as it seems a new key player is inked every day. Unfinished business. That's what you got to say every time. And yeah, you know, try to bring back as many guys as you can. And Mike Benson, another piece of the puzzle, as you said, Winston Rose yesterday, who says he'll be recovered in time for the season from that broken foot in the Grey Cup. So I agree. 12 days of marbles, but also uh, 12 days of, yeah, bomber signings for sure. It seems like every day. All right, I'm going to hit the cool bet lines before we finish up with the uh, with the marble race today. Great Thursday nighter. Niners and Seahawks going at it. Uh, Niners, I guess it depends on what you want. You can get plus money, plus 103 at minus three and a half. If you do want to get to three, oh, geez, that number's gone up since earlier today. Minus 128, which obviously gives the opportunity of a push if it does finish at three. The total for the game is 43 and a half. That was 43 earlier. Um, and my daily pick for cool bet, which will be coming out a little bit later on, I'll give you a little tease to it. I think they're going to take the under team total on the Seahawks for a uh, 20. Um, so Niners Seahawks tonight in the lone NFL game and another busy night of action in the national hockey league led by the jets and predators here at Canada life center jets minus 154 favorites predators plus 131. Um, you've got the Dallas Stars in Washington. The Stars, a slight favorite, minus 114. Uh, Tampa's a huge home favorite, minus 330 against the struggling Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and the Leafs, man, it's not too often the Rangers are dogs at home. Tonight is that case. Leafs are red hot. Rangers plus 110. Leafs minus 129. Um, Flyers and Devils. Devils, obviously, laying minus 301. Uh, Habs and Ducks. Interesting, this one, the Habs just played last night in Ottawa, came up short of a comeback, losing 3-2 to the Sens. They're minus 152 favorites. Uh, Pittsburgh's in Florida to take on Paul Maurice's Panthers. Basically a pick em. Panthers minus 111. Uh, Hurricanes and Kraken. Hurricanes a big favorite. Seattle plus 170 on the road. And the Boston Bruins, who were favored against everybody, minus 227 against the LA Kings. The Oilers are taking on the Blues tonight. And the Blackhawks and Wild Wild, a huge favorite against Chicago. Edmonton minus 173 against the Blues, who maybe showed a bit of life. Jordan Bennington did have a shutout in his last game against these Predators that we'll be seeing tonight. St. Louis plus 176. Um, 
If you do like the Canadian teams tonight, we do have a special lock shop partner parlay with the Jets, Oilers, and Leafs all to win. That one's got a nice juicy number at plus 415. You can get that one in the Cool Bet exclusives. Uh, and again, if you haven't played a Cool Bet before, what are you waiting for? Our great partners, most transparent book in the biz. Use the promo code WST on your first deposit. We'll hook you up. We'll double it. 100% bonus up to 200 bucks. Uh, just in time for the NFL home stretch. And of course, the playoffs coming up in January. Big thanks to Cool Bet for their support of WST. And follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Coolbet Canada for myself and Dustin Nielsen's daily picks out of the lock shop. Uh, all right, Reem, uh, Marble's time to finish up the show. Yeah, well, here, before we go, we've got, we got to talk about this uh, graphic that was making the rounds on Twitter today. I got to get this one in, Hustler. Uh, hockey, you know, we had Spotify wrapped where it tells you, you know, your most listened to artists. Oh! Ho hockey reference tweeting out the most visited pages so on hockeyreference.com. Here, let me uh, open this on a new tab. So here's the most viewed player pages by province. And I went to Manitoba. You know, first of all, by province, you know, you got McDavid and Alberta, Ovechkin, Saskatchewan, Gretzky, BC. Manitoba's most viewed player page on Hockey Reference in 2022. Andrew Kopp. And I... <laughs> I can tell you, I get it. I, I understand it. His contract was expiring. You want to know if he's going to resign. He was traded at the deadline. And we spent all summer talking about him. He's not a first, you know, top six forward. He is a top six forward. How's he going to fit in? What's he going to resign for? We spent so much time talking about Andrew Kopp. It just shows you how knowledgeable hockey fans are in Manitoba that we're keeping up with contracts. We're not... We don't need to look up, you know, Mark Shifley stats. We know what they are. Like Ontario, they're searching Austin Matthews all the time. Like they don't already know his <laughs> his numbers. Come on. So I think it just shows you how smart uh, the fans in Manitoba are. I like the take. I like the take. People were all over it trying to, I mean, there was a number of months of what's it going to take to get this guy re-signed. Yes. So they're looking up hockey reference, trying to put the crunch, the numbers at what the contract would make. And, and now I think there's a lot of jet fans that, you know, are interested to see how he's doing with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so he is at 29 games, only three goals on the season, but 14 assists coming around and still playing a big role for his new team. So Andrew Klopp was the surprise maybe of Canada. I'm going <laughs> to have to say the most shocking result in the States happens to be the state of New Mexico, where Michael Acemont was the most searched player in 2022 now i believe he is a colorado native so i don't know maybe some colorado folks are searching over the border in new mexico maybe some of them have made it um it's a bit of a surprising one but yet there he is michael essimont now top six player for the jets going into tonight's game as the most interesting hockey player according to the fans of new mexico for the year 2022. Yeah. He went to college in St. Cloud State, played for the Fargo Force and the Sioux Stampede of the USHL, was on the Ontario Reign in the AHL before joining the Moose. We can't explain this one, Hustler. If someone wants to explain Mikey Asamont, most search player in New Mexico, that would be that would be lovely. Now I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be honest, like I don't know all the states, but 
uh, like Kaprizov in Minnesota, Derek Forbort, former Jet Hus, North Dakota. That's North yeah. Dakota, right? Gretzky, South Dakota. Gretzky. How about the natural, Mister Oklahoma? Yeah, a lot, a lot of searches for Evander down in, uh, down in the Panhandle state of uh, of Evander Kane. And what is that? Kale McCarr is Mister. Is that that's Alabama? I am pretty sure. Let's test our geography right here. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky in Louisiana and Georgia. Uh, the Carolinas, dominated by Connor McDavid. Pekka Rinne there in Tennessee. And was that Patrick Kane? Well, I think Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure that's Ovechkin. Johnny Gaudreau in Ohio. That makes sense. Wisconsin and Illinois, Wayne Gretzky. Dylan Larkin, the man in Michigan. Troy, how about Troy Stetcher there in uh, Arizona? What's north of Dallas Drake? And there for another former Jet on the list. Dallas Drake. What state is that? I don't. I don't know my uh, geography here. I need. The, I, I need think the names. That is Utah. Yeah. What's he doing there? <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I I have no idea. This is the best. I have no idea on that one. And. uh What's the state? Is that Montana beside uh, the Patrick Roy is the guy? Montana. Nikita Zadorov is Idaho. Yeah. So again, this is probably Pelly Lindbergh. Oh, Pelly Lindbergh. Interesting. That's uh, that's Oregon. Um, I don't know how legit these lists are, it's but legit. any legit, it's on the any internet. legit, any list that has Michael Essimont is the most searched player in. New Mexico is going to get some run on the program. And, of course, Andrew Kopp is the guy that – I think that's a legitimate number um, that Kopp was the guy because uh, we I talked about him. Contributed, we contributed to that a lot over the course of Look, the year. We talked about him pretty much all offseason. Are they going to resign him? Are they going to trade him? You want to know his numbers? Is he a top six forward? Is he not a top six forward? Okay, then he got traded. So you're searching, okay, what was his numbers? And then he went on a huge tear with the Rangers. So, again, you're searching – about his, about his, uh, you know, stats. So we posted this on our Facebook page. Uh, I tweeted it out at M. Remus. Uh, this is the best. I love these. Um, looking back of of twenty, you know, twenty twenty two. I might have to put on like the most traffic days of Winnipeg sports talk because I can already picture like what some of those days. Yeah, that's were. a good idea. Hey, go down for a sec back to the states because I think I screwed up these states. I've been corrected. So Dallas Drake is Colorado. Really. Yeah, that's Colorado. Okay. Um, Wayne Gretzky's Nevada. Yeah, California. And maybe Zadarov is Utah. That's Utah? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, and then, obviously, Washington and Oregon. And Georgia, that must be Nebraska. Yeah, I don't I don't. So there you go. I need go. the name. The, the um, Midwest. Rando, Rando hockey players searched a lot in the Midwest. Dallas Drake, Georgiev, Zadarov. There's the list. Oh, All right, let's do some marbles. What's this one that has Bobby Clark uh, next to Texas? That is Mississippi. Yeah, it gets all jumbled for me. Yeah, I'm pretty there's sure. Too that's, there's, pretty too, sure that's there's too many. There's too many. Mississippi. Utah is Dallas. No, that's Idaho. Oh, Zadarov is Idaho as well. Well, you know, at one point, this is somewhat embarrassing. I think I would have We're just making just a fool of ourselves. All we know, all we need to know, the key thing is Michael Essimont, New Mexico. Yes. Maybe 
maybe there's a lot of, and hey shout out to new mexico viewers that are maybe tuning into winnipeg sports talk guess what we got a marble race maybe you can move here you can win 2023 bomber season tickets if you can qualify today and then make it to the december 30th championship race coming up on wst all right um remo what uh, what do we got let's close it up and okay. uh, and let's uh let's go by yeah, closing up, you Utah, mean Zadarov is Idaho. Yeah. By closing up, you mean close all my tabs so we can. Uh, well, that tabs for sure, for sure. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's not go down that road again like we did yesterday. Okay, I'm opening up the game. Where it starts. Wyoming up. is Gaudreau, running man. Nicely done. Nicely done. And bravo, Brian. Walter White is from New Mexico. Maybe it was Walter White. Now that the show was done, they just sit there and check out Mikey Asim on highlights and stats all day long. Well, we got a lot of names here in this race as I get it together. Everyone knows the place to be, even if you're not able. How many do we have today? 250. 250. Woo! Biggest races we've ever had. This is awesome. Well, I got to give Joe particularly spicy in the gang consolidated supplier. Big shout out because they were the ones to make this happen. Said, hey, what if we did a great prize and we went crazy with marbles throughout the month of December? And I'm like, that is the best idea I've ever heard, especially considering Remo was going to be away for a bit. I was going to be at the World Cup. We bring the entire WST community together through marbles. Normally every Friday, but today, tomorrow, all next week, and again, stay tuned. We'll let you know. Uh, but if you do, like you're not able to get in, you're listening later on going, damn, I missed the marble race. Uh, or you just weren't able to qualify. Go to winnipegsportstalk.com slash marbles. There is another way to get one of three more coveted qualifying spots and a marble in the championship race. All right, Remo, how are we looking? Uh, I got 252 names in here. And Perfect. I'm putting putting them in and we do have a great new theme song today and you'll be able to hear it oh yes 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 it. all right all right let's go tristan rivers music as great as these marble races have been every uh, every day the best part about it is new versions of the marbles theme song i get excited for this every day yesterday we had the metallica version which was amazing uh and uh, i guess we've got another new one today so folks listen up Tristan Rivers music, the soundtrack of Winnipeg sports with the marbles theme. And then it's go time. It's Friday. Another week of work's gone by. You deserve to treat yourself. Maybe an ice cream cake or a bottle of rye.
my God, these are so good. Uh, I think everyone agrees that it was the Sticks version. The Sticks version of the WST theme song. Immediately, I was kind of thinking Journey, uh, but then I'm with you. I think the vast majority of people are voting Sticks for sure. James Stevens, yes. Um, listen, if we're going to do a Winnipeg Sports Talk Hall of Fame, I think Tristan Rivers is the sole first ballot first ballot nominee and inductee because uh Remo these are just getting better each and every day. That one was strong. Um <laughs> very very that was very well done and he does it so it's like kind of like come sail away but it there's some slight differences that cue you that it, it is sticks but not a straight, you know, cover. So harmonies, well done singing, piano, uh, this guy can do it all. Well, the funny thing is, Eric said Tristan automatically qualifies. He didn't need an automatic qualifier because he actually came second two days ago in the marble race. So Tristan's already in, and it would be it would only be appropriate if he actually did win, um, considering the entertainment and the contribution that he's made. But again, it's marbles. There's nothing guaranteed, as he said in the song, "Give blind luck a try," where their skill does not separate best to worst um all right where are we going today 250 marbles this will be a big one 252 what are we are doing rusty remnant what are we doing here rusty remnant i don't don't even know coils of power you like the coils oh i do like the coils of power okay let's go with that one that should be uh so 250 marbles today folks and again you're looking to be in the top three top three get a marble for the race on december 30th and again, your best bet right now is set a little daily reminder, a little alarm, if you will, right around 2.45. Come in, drop exclamation mark marbles in the chat and make sure that you are with us. Oh, yeah, the coils of power is awesome. And I like these ones that start with the massive, massive funnel, especially when we've got 250 marbles in. So uh, what is this? Qualifying race number six. So at the end of this, we'll be halfway through the qualifying races. We'll do another one tomorrow and then all five days next week to wrap it up. Again, go to winnipegsportstalk.com slash marbles for another chance to win one of three final qualifying spots. Uh, Without further ado, Remo, Tristan's done his thing, and now it's time for you to do yours. Drop the marbles. They're off. Here we go, and this one has these weird, weird sounds too of the uh, of the coils of power. Everyone coming into the massive first funnel. Oh, Les Thompson! Look at Les. Les is a former winner. I think Les has been in probably every marble race that we've done, which uh, that is what it's all about. The support, Goody Gravy, Gravy looking good. Al Broderick with a nice start. David J. Smith. Oh, bye-bye, Rob Mahoney. Rob Mahoney. Too many spamming of the chat today, Rob. You got bounced early over the top rope. Looks like Todd Fertani is looking pretty good. Royster. Oh, Bozeman just got thrown out. Oh, Todd Fertani just got thrown out. The coils of power are known to uh, throw people over the top rope. Chris Oberton. Bye-bye. You just got knocked out. All right, so how are we looking? Tackley, Barry. Uh-oh, MMC Stormy. Sorry, MC. Uh, Les Thompson looking good. Jake Wheeler in the mix right now. Tackley, Barry. Oh, Christian Hammerback. Bye-bye. Todd, 18. <laughs> See ya. 
Jake Wheeler eliminated Royster. Mike, there's quite a few eliminations right now as people try and get through. All right, now we're talking. Who's in the lead here? Rob Somerville, Tackley Berry, Royster looking good. The Coil's given a little bit of a spot right now. Who's that one there, Reem? Larry Eloy. Is that Larry Eloy? Wow, he's going fast. Oh, no, that's Lego guy. Oh, oh, look at this guy, Ramo. Wow, that was huge. He took a shortcut. Ramo Auto got thrown out and landed in one of the spots. Barring an absolute disaster, Ramo is going to be in. There we go. We've got green on, uh, is that Ramo Auto, Remo? Am I reading that's that accurate. right? That's accurate. Yeah, Ramo Okay, Auto. sounds good. Well, we've got one in. But it's only time for two more. All right. Lego guy, Winnipeg Walter, Rob Somerville. Who is it going to be? Winnipeg Walter making a bit of a run here. Walter's got some speed. Walter. And who is that? David. David Zerk. David Zerk with the push at the end. Wow. Lego guy. What a heartbreaker. Was in second and got busted right at the end. So, Ramo Auto, getting it done today. I gotta get my thing back to where we are. Ramo Auto with the win. David Zerk with the incredible, incredible push at the end. And Winnipeg Walter, Bengals fan extraordinaire, are in. All right, guys, so you know what to do. Ramo Auto, Winnipeg Walter, David Zerk. Send us an email, winnipegsportstalk at gmail.com, just with your contact information so we can confirm your entry in your marble in the Consolidated Supply, WST, Marbles Tournament of Champions. Another chance tomorrow to win. And again, tomorrow's a Friday show, so we will have your chance to win a hoodie as well for whoever finishes first. Uh, yeah, Walter, best finish ever. I know we weren't. I mean, again, but you didn't need to finish first. You were clutch. You came up right at the end. Rob Summer was in the mix. That was disappointing. And uh, yes, Bailey, I'm not sure where you have finished. You can kind of go down. I'm interested to know how many people got bounced today. It says only like 20 and uh, 19 people got bounced there. Yeah, it was all one at a time at the start that was a that was a good uh good race we'll definitely do the coils of power one more time as we qualify uh for the uh for the big one um that being said great show today folks big game tonight hopefully the jets can get a, back in the win column and we'll have a very fun show tomorrow we'll have tons of jets content tomorrow billick's gonna jump on the program weaver on the program tomorrow hacksaw getting us ready for a busy weekend in the NFL. Three Saturday games, don't forget. If you're in the fantasy playoffs, get that lineup done right now, especially before the Thursday nighter with both the Niners and the Seahawks playing. Uh, and I believe we might actually head out. To, we're going to try and work on something, maybe a quicker segment with some friends out on the West Coast to preview the uh, Canucks and the Kraken games coming up on the weekend. But uh, all eyes on the building tonight. 7 o'clock puck drop. Hellebuck back in net as the Jets look to bounce back from only their second two-game losing streak of the year with the visiting Nashville Predators on the uh, on the docket. Thanks again to all of our guests today. Mike Morreale, CEBL Commissioner. If you missed that, first guest today on the program. Find out more about the Winnipeg Sea Bears and the new league coming to Winnipeg. Of course, Moose Games, Saturday and Sunday. Join us tomorrow. We'll have some Moose tickets to give away as well. And uh, Brandon Rewicki, always fun having Rewicki. And again, th congratulations to Pie Boy 
who won our Beat the Box Office AEW tickets. Again, check out earlier on the show. We drop what the pre-sale code is. Pre-sale is on right now and full tickets on sale tomorrow at Ticketmaster for AEW on March 14th. Cannot wait for that. Thanks again to the sponsors that make the show happen each and every day and all of you for making us a part of yours. Have a great night. Enjoy the games. And we'll see you tomorrow for a Friday edition of WST. Have a great one, everyone. Oh, my God. Shut it down. Let's go Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.